Well, it's getting a little crazy around Oak Hill tonight. It's a Wednesday special edition, episode 58 of Taylor Trash Fly Fishing. I mean, is this the part where I say that somebody called me a FF at the store earlier? <laughs> uh, yeah, like, so... <laughs> we uh, we had quite the experience uh, down at the meth lab this evening. Um, we went down there to, shall we say, create some content. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, we were there to buy beer and um, go to the ATM. And also to find out just what in the, the hell the happened to ATM. the uh, OG library that disappeared off of Pump 1 down at the... God fear and meth lab, mm-hmm. and uh, we we have answers for all of those. Um, Carl has uh, long neck Miller Light. Mm-hmm. Andrew's drinking water tonight, or also known as Coors Light, and uh, everybody got the cash that they needed so we could go to the uh, Camelot oh, restaurant. Mm-hmm. We were like knights of the round table. Yeah. Yes, it's and while we the were there, mm-hmm. we were we were identified as uh, <laughs> being a YouTube channel. Right. That was... Station. Or YouTube, YouTube station. station. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, Carl... Oh, man. W- w- you you had an own, your own exclusive run-in inside the store, right. correct? I was the last one out. You know what I mean? No, no man left behind. That's right. <laughs> and uh, I was the last one out of the store. And the uh, raccoon lady... We'll call her. Uh-huh. The erection specialist. The erection specialist, the oh, raccoon yeah. lady, was going on about, I don't know, uh, how their tobacco pipes were phallic in nature. Oh, I actually, yeah. I had just pointed that out, and mm-hmm. I said, ooh, that's a little phallic, and mm-hmm. I walked out the door. Right. So I didn't <laughs> catch the last half there. of it. It's like, that one and right, like, yeah. yeah, pulled the pin, left a fart. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, and then shut the door behind him. And then, so then some guy just walked up behind me and was like, bah, you, you know, whatever, you wedding, whatever. <laughs> and uh, then I'm like, no, she's just explaining like prison rules to me, you know? <laughs> and he got really kind of weird about that part. So I'm like, oh, oh, that might have struck a nerve. Struck yeah. a nerve. Yeah. And uh, so, I mean, I felt weirder than shit. So did he wait until you left and closed the door to ask for that item? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, to get his to get his uh, tobacco pipe. That's the that's the Oak Hill. Oak yeah. Hill, oh, yeah. your yeah. station yeah. sucks. Cut out. No, I'm back. No, you're yeah, back. You're good. you're good. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, once we were all safely outside the store, um, we were safely safely. Yeah, I like that word. We we were uh, trying to create a little bit of magic for the. Uh, cover photo for this episode and uh it took some staging mm-hmm. and it 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 garnered a lot of attention from the locals the yes, locals were very interested in just what the hell was going right. on all 37 people of oak hill were at that seneca <laughs> it, right. was, it, it was, was busy. busy it yeah. was kind of busy it was, it was a spot to be at man and uh one guy wore his uh his wednesday's best yes he had cedar key reeboks on Oak Hill Nikes, you know, um, it's pretty cool out. So not a bad idea. No, no. And, uh, 
the uh, the we're not known for high fashion, I guess. And that was yeah. it was a carload of youngins yeah. mm-hmm. that uh, noticed us as we were setting up the shot, and uh, they they took it upon themselves to to roll the windows down and uh, commence to a little heckling because um, you know if if I see a YouTube superstar, mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to say something, mm-hmm. and. Hanging halfway out the rear passenger side window was, <laughs> I, I swear, it looked like he had gold teeth, too, for a white boy. Oh, that probably nice. did, yeah. And he's like, man, if y'all's YouTube station and y'all have to come to Oak Hill, it must really suck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that is true. Right. Yeah. That's a true statement. I mean, he doesn't realize that the show would be him. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, fun times he, in downtown Oak Hill tonight. It, it's like every time you, I don't want to say and disgrace the meth lab by saying it gets stale, but you start thinking like. Uh, no. Well, right. But it's like, does the a bear, air? Shit, does yes. a bear well, shit in the woods? Exactly. Right. Yes. yes, it does. But it starts to like tame itself just a hair because you go, you get two or three trips in there and nothing happens. You're well, like, I believe, I believe that's like, um. You're desensitized. Right. That's it. That's the word the you're looking normal. for. The and new normal. And then you get the baby shaker that just rattles you. Mm-hmm. And the new level of crazy right. happens. You you graduate from the erection specialist shirt to the, to the raccoon. raccoon on the shoulder trying to unclip someone's bra, get handsy. <laughs> to not, not a raccoon hat. What? Ra- not a raccoon hat. No, no, no. no. Like physical raccoon. Right, like um, young youngster <laughs> that she had adopted. Got uh-huh. Dogs got it. Was that yeah, the, yeah. Sort of, her, yeah. Na- her neighbors had her some neighbors, bad dogs. Yeah, ate him. Um, to I forget what the latest one was, and then this, and it's like, nope. The meth lab magic is still alive and very well. Mm-hmm. It's the magical time of year when you see that those miracles happen. That's, it's exactly. yeah, it's wondery, it's amazement, it's a miracle. Christmas. It's a Christmas uh, miracle. What's the most Oak Hill thing you've ever seen? Uh, oh, at the meth lab. I mean, honestly, anytime you go to the meth lab, it's very Oak Hill. Um, I think it might be what represents Oak Hill. Berry season. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah. for sure. <laughs> palm um, berry berries. I mean, I think, and we'd have to go way back in stories on the uh, Instagram feed for the podcast. I know I shot video and it was it was a guy that was standing in line and it was it was again it was a busy night. I think it was a Friday night, so everybody was like getting ready to really get cranking it up. Mm-hmm. And he was like five or six deep. I was like number eight behind him. And he had on like a pair of board shorts, no shirt, no shoes, holding like Steel Reserve, mm-hmm. and like he was um, sounds nice. commentating on everything going on in the store, mm-hmm. and it was pretty fucking. <laughs> he's funny. really in a position to be doing that. Yeah, right. and that, I mean that was probably the most Oak Hill mm-hmm. I've seen by five or six deep. I'm I'm assuming I took that he's five or six down the line. He's also had probably five or six. Oh, absolutely, more cocktails. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I, and and you know there's a. a 
high likelihood that he had switched to steel reserve off of uh, four loco. Okay. Okay. You know, yeah. he, was, he, he had switched over to maintenance buzz. At right. that point. <laughs> <laughs> it was all about maintaining. It's all about the body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a temple. <laughs> Not a I mean, good temple. you know, you've got that and then, you know, there's the occasional treat that you'll get when you pull in the parking lot and you have to like, get heavy on the brakes because there's some dude with no teeth, a basset hound in the basket <laughs> on the three-wheeled bike that cuts you off. <laughs> yep. That's pretty oak hill. Mm-hmm. Um, I always back in when I pull in there. Oh, you're ready to egress. Yes. Right. <laughs> Fucking right. tires burning. Well, you know, um, what, what was it? The uh, There was another gentleman that made some comments to us about uh, – he he referred to the whole place as a trailer park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if y'all got to be down here in the Oak Hill trailer park d- doing some videos, mm-hmm. uh, y'all y'all must really suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell him, Jimbo. I didn't realize Oak right. Hill was the authority for all things YouTube. Well, I feel for like all things Oak- YouTube stations. Well, I believe right. it's probably a good chance that uh, there's no cable right. run back there, so that they're, they're streaming. The bill right. in a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're definitely streaming. Um, the mystery of the OG library. Um, while everybody was uh, tending to their financial needs at the back of the store, um, selecting their beverage of choice, I engaged the erection specialist in a <laughs> moment of inquiry. And I just strolled up and I said, what are you guys doing? Putting on airs around here these days? And that flew right over her head. She didn't know that that. Uh, mm-hmm. Southern like putting euph- on hair. The air, the air turned on. She didn't know that Southern euphemism. Mm-hmm. But, it's uh, on me, baby. She kind of gave me the puzzled look, and I said, what happened to all the stickers out there on Pump One? And she's like, oh, well, you know we're a franchise, and um, Sunoco showed up, and they cited us. We had to pay a $500 ticket, a $500 fine for all them stickers because it violated a cleanliness policy that they've got. Mm-hmm. Now, if anybody <laughs> listening has ever been to the meth lab, I would have to proffer that stickers on pump one are the least of the sanitation <laughs> issues <laughs> that's facing that store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's, that's I would say what the story I... we got, and we're sticking yeah. to it. Um, I. But do not be afraid, because others have not been. There's already new fresh stickers on Pump One, so keep yeah. the fucking long keep skinny tri- pedal right. pinned to the floor and get your asses down there. Right. We're gonna bring keep her the back. Drive alive. Back. That's right. The drive alive. Opportunities for prime sticker spots. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's just, it, that, all that means. It's fresh wide real fucking open. Yeah. You know, it's fresh real estate. I don't feel bad about the five hundred dollar fine at all, because um, it's not like it was us that did it. Right, collective community effort that a I promise this podcast has brought in thousands of dollars of business today. Oh yeah, they've sold plenty of beer just yeah. over the years mm-hmm. that we've been in business. Um, I feel bad for whoever had to scrape all those stickers off because I know the glue on some of them. <laughs> yeah, were I, gnarly. I was like, I don't know how you can see stuff. the outline of each. Yeah, sticker. that was not a five minute task. <laughs> no. And the other thing she opined when she was telling me this was. Man, there's a lot of fishermen that are pissed off about them stickers being gone. Mm -hmm. So to any of you guys that have inquired or commentated uh, 
to them about the the lack of stickering on pump one down at the old meth lab. Keep it up, baby. Keep it up. Thanks, man. They need to hear about it. Um, I wonder what it would take to get a highlight reel of all the shit that's happened at that meth lab on the CCTV. Oh, my God. Oh. It probably just takes... I mean, did you see the monitor where they have all the different angles that they have? Uh, I mean, that that place had like 16 Mm -hmm. to 18 fucking different cameras. Curious. Yeah. Curious. It's a lot of probably pretty decent shit going on in there. (laughs) Um, uh, While we were talking pronouns and, you know, sexual preferences there at the counter tonight, Uh um, the guy that... uh, made comment about my personal preferences also made comment about <laughs> raccoon ladies personal did, preferences did he Ooh. make did he make uh did he allege that you were into animals no did he no. say that you were fucking ferrets D- uh it's close right okay. close yeah. right oh you're into yeah, the worms yeah, yeah. and uh then so kind of said the same thing about the the raccoon lady oh, and I'd, she said why don't you ask my seven kids about that? <laughs> and he said, and your 14 girlfriends. <laughs> and then I was out. Wow. Yeah, that was a closer. I was like, got it. The the funny thing, too, she was like, says it violates cleanliness policy. She's like, but as long as I can, I'm polite, I could tell any customer to F off. <laughs> so I'm okay with the stickers being gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did say that. Yeah. Shh. So be careful. She might tell you to F off. Um, As you're sticking stuff on the pump. That's right. right. That's the most excitement I've had socially mm-hmm. It's as far as nightlife goes. It's one of the better Wednesday nights of my life. Mm-hmm. I, I would venture to say the best. Well, you know, the I think probably the reason, and if, if you've never resided here in the lovely town of Oak Hill, Florida, you don't quite understand that it's pretty early in the evening when they roll the sidewalks up. So when we arrived at the meth lab. About 7-ish. Yeah. 7.30. They're maybe. already doing their closing procedures. Oh, yeah. And what, one, of the, one of the final um, erection specialists. Um, send-offs. Send-offs and uh, friendly bits of advice as we were staging our glorious photo (laughs) was y'all better be careful over there. You're going to get run over by the sheriff's office. He's going to be here in 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And we're like, uh, nobody even acknowledged it. We just all kind of looked. And when we were walking back to get in the trucks to to leave, she's like, I'm just trying to tell y'all he's coming and he don't look when he comes in. He'll just come flying around that corner. You're going to get in trouble. It's that. You're just going to get run over. The local guy is so either blind, drunk, or tired (laughs) that you'll get fucking smashed by him. (laughs) So that was my clue. And I was like, oh, I get it. Because did she call the cops on us? No, 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 no. Right. He's showing up because it's closing time. And she's probably going to be leaving with the deposit or something. Right, right. So... Um, you know, eight o'clock, uh, especially during this time of year. He gets a half price Mountain Dew for going there and Shh. making sure the place is cleared out. <laughs> Don't forget the little Debbie, right? The little Debbie oh, snack Jack cake, little Mountain zebra Day. cake. Oh, Ugh. speaking of zebra oatmeal cake, pie, I got <laughs> double because I didn't understand the hype. I guess there was the shortage on the uh, 
Little Debbie Christmas tree cakes. Oh, um, I have not heard. Uh, apparently Don't you it was ruin a big this deal, holiday for, for and me. And I was in the new Winn-Dixie, <laughs> and they had some boxes. I was like, you know what? There were like some people never fighting over them. No. I was like, I've you, never indulged or really partaken of these. Dude, they're like so the, fucking I've nasty. Had, <laughs> no, I know, but I've had like zebra cake. There he goes. Damn it. They're so fucking nasty. It's gone. They're, it's we're like, back. no, we're hearing you. Mine cut out. So yeah, it's the, like uh, it's your headphones. It, they're fine. so plastic, like they were like waxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Well, here's here's the secret about Little Debbie zebra cakes mm-hmm. and Little Debbie um, Christmas cakes. They're the exact same thing. They might right. be all oh, kinds yeah. of different colors. They're still the same waxy, sugary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Creamy though? goodness. You, you take a bite, and there's like definitely like there is a film. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And it's like petroleum-based. Yeah. It's not right. good. It's like well, paraffin wax. Yeah, they yeah. Did, the last <laughs> step is paraffin wax. That's yeah. why they last a damn long. They taste great once you get them off the roof of your mouth. They, they make right. great fire starters <laughs> yeah. if, you're, if you're camping, the paraffin Ooh. that's on them. Good to know. <laughs> Stay <laughs> for 74 hours. Long story short, <laughs> yeah. because... And before that's no one a judges me, I'm fire, not brother. someone who like, is hoarding toilet paper. But I was like... Oh, apparently they're hard to find. I'm gonna grab a box. So right. I got a box. First off, I thought it came with twelve. It's probably eight. Five. 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 And they're freaking oh, four ninety nine. I'm like, I paid a dollar for one uh, of these things. I ate one, a little disappointed. Last night. How'd you feel after the second one five minutes later? Because I'll be honest with you. Not, I had self control. I had one. Where'd it go? I Out ate the it. window. Down the, no, it went in the toilet ultimately. I <laughs> ate it. Um, no, your self control after you ate that first one. No, because I, I ate it on the way home because I was hungry. No, that's lack of bowel control. Exactly. <laughs> Related, but not the right. same. So, got home. And then last night when I got home late, I split one with a dog. And I gave him half that's and I ate half. Fine. He loved it. He yeah. thought it was <laughs> now, I, I will be honest. The weakness that I have is little Debbie Swiss cake rolls. Those oh, are Swissies, yes. When they, when they come in the house. Mm-hmm. It's an absolute race to see. I mean, if mm-hmm. if you hesitate, my son will eat them the entire box. Mm-hmm. Good, no, no, and he's only doing sure. that because he knows if he hesitates, I'll eat the entire fucking right. box. That's funny. Oreos, mine, Oreos, mine are the oatmeal cream pies. They're oh, the, oh, those oh. are pretty good. Have you ever had the raisin cream pies? No, that I don't even know if they have them anymore. Legit, they might not have them anymore. But you can go to Wawa and you can get the double decker oatmeal cream pie. It is oh, yeah, delicious. it's like the Big Mac. It's there's, like big, yeah, yeah there's yeah, like yeah. another, yeah. <laughs> God, everyone's just going to rip my snacks to shreds. <laughs> I was going out with this girl who hated them, and that worked out really well for was. me. Was, mm-hmm. going out. Right, was. This is yeah. a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, she didn't like them, so mm-hmm. I, that's what I bought for snacks, because yeah. they weren't going anywhere. Right. I All never mine. understood the Twinkie hype. No, I've never really had a. I, I can't say no. that I consciously can say that I've ever had a Twinkie. No, I've had really? one, but I don't I've think I've them, actually but consciously not, like, bought one. You've never had a Twinkie? No, I was diddled once at a Christmas party. <laughs> <laughs> Again, related, similar, but not the same. Right. Yeah. Same, same, but different. Mm-hmm. Very, very different. The. Uh... One was a lasting memory. The other, I try to forget. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Not super oh, chill. man. <laughs> Dude, I just keep thinking Christmas about that guy. Party. Where's the segue from that one? I don't know. Right? Like, where do you I go? Know. I got nothing. Yeah. We're here. We're doing it. This is it. Yeah. 
The Christmas parties are either really, really, really good or traumatizing. There's not much middle ground. Right. I wonder what the scene is with uh, the office Christmas parties now that we've got the the Carl Rona. um, Virtual. Oh, yeah. They're probably like off. It's... I don't. They probably don't do. I mean, can you year. imagine doing a Zoom Christmas party? I, uh, yeah, who's going to copy their ass on what? Uh, right. <laughs> you know what I mean. The uh, company I used to work for a few years ago is doing that, but instead, like, because they always like we would go to like Morton Steakhouse and stuff. Nice. So instead of that, they just figured out what the like per person budget is, and they just give you a gift card and to Morton. No, they. You could get a like an Am- You could choose where the gift card was. Okay. So it's like a freaking between that and like the Christmas. They'd always buy these Christmas gifts and like hand them out and like raffles and stuff. It was wound up being like a couple hundred bucks. Right. Anybody get a fruit cake out of the deal? I'm sure. Well, there's a couple fruit cakes in there, like themselves. In the deal. Anyways. Looking at you, Kelsey Rodriguez. The uh, <laughs> not calling out psycho <laughs> B word. <laughs> um, sorry, Ooh, mom. Whoa. You heard it here. Whoa. Rodriguez. Um, it's not a list. Uh, no, anyways, I, I, I went to work for Carl. I couldn't take her anymore. Oh, dude. So weird. I was just looking at the Patreon. Yeah. Kelsey Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah, she's the new $100 member. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's fucked, man. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Kelsey. $100. She won't. Nice. She doesn't listen to this. She just, We're going to run an ad cannot for stand me. I swung by the office like... Just before COVID was a thing. And she literally was like having a conversation with someone. I walk in and she's like, hey. And just turn around, ended her conversation, turned around, went back to her office and walked away. And then sent a, like a Skype message to HR and said, um, Ben's here without a visitor badge. Shouldn't he check in? No, HR, she didn't. She did. And HR wrote her goes, do you really want to go down this road? So I walked up and had a, had some words. I brought, but the funny thing was, I brought a couple beers with me. It was like three o'clock, so I brought a six pack of Modelo, and like me and the guys I hung out with all split one in the back. And HR was like, "I'm cool with it. Y'all are fine." Wow, Ben, stirring it up. I feel like the next scene, you get the the next scene. The believe it or not, copier and go out to a field. Yeah, like office space and like Smash beat it up with shit. baseball. No, bats. I have one, and we'll discuss it off air. But it is <laughs> happening. It's freaking good. <laughs> so um, we have, of course, glossed over the fact that uh, you're hearing a not quite always hear voice that uh, is on the mic tonight. Andrew's in town. What's going on? Andrew uh, has graced us with his presence for for about forty eight hours. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I could be here officially. Mm-hmm. I'm here officially. Yeah. Last time you came, I don't think you came through here before. Yeah, Never nope, mind. weird, mm-hmm. weird. Like a, so there was a whisper in the wind. There was talks. Yeah, are you? There's rumors. You're off through Christmas, Christmas break style. Uh, I'll go back the twentieth. Okay, yeah. so just I guess that would be what? pre-gaming a little bit, long week, yeah. week and weekendish a little bit. I had four weeks of leave. I had to burn. Okay, so this is part of it. Nice. Like burn it before the end of the year or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Is it or lose, lose it? it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's I, could, nice. I could carry over a week, which I'll do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then I had like, I had three weeks of credit time to take off after Arizona, which was the time I was not here. 
Is right. that one of those deals because you're like traveling in there the whole time and like yeah. count, the whole thing counts? Yeah. yeah. Everything over eight hours. Yeah. Which That's sweet. sweet. So you just racked it up, right? Yeah. You just like racked it up like crazy. Yeah. I dig it. Mm-hmm. But it's 2020 and I have nothing to do with it. So. Right. Right. Yeah. That yeah. kind of stinks. Yeah. They were saying burn, burn your hours. Um, they were sending out notices to people and it's like, how am I going to burn my hours in a 50 mile radius? Yeah, right. What, right. What is it there to do in 50 miles from uh For like weeks house. at a time. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Like maybe a long weekend or something. But. Yeah. So so the travels kind of opened back up for me. So. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. So we're. Uh, all that stuff, I guess, is pretty much over. Sort of. The people are taking the, the antidote or whatever is out. Oh, the. Um, Pfizer, I guess. Yeah, the uh, vaccine. vaccine. Vaccine, yeah. So, but but really, it's not everyone's taking it. It's like well, like um, a, a healthcare health, professionals yeah. are getting it now. It's like the very very pre-release, but we, it's hitting the market. Yeah, kinda. I think uh, you know rank and file. You know the little people like us will be uh, herded into uh, cattle cars and taken down to the inoculation center. Mm. Spring ish, yeah. I think is when yeah. when, when we're it's like a when we're due for it. They won't yeah. they won't take me alive. So the um, <laughs> yeah, so healthcare professionals, whatever. I think I hear a rug lifting and a broom sweeping. I think maybe COVID might be on the way out under the rug. Oh, well, it served its purpose. I mean, I think it's well. You know, it's weird. Ben and I were over on the West Coast earlier this week. Yeah, that's true. And like. Pinellas. They freaking out still. Oh man, everybody's so masked they had up. it really bad though. They, yeah, they had like a real big pop right in the beginning, and everybody got freaking bugged out. And there's a lot of old people there too. Well, like we went to uh, a restaurant just like walking distance from the hotel, and on Gulf Boulevard or something. Yeah, down that way. And we literally walked in and like, you know, everybody that was seated already knows that COVID can't get them once they're right. at the booth. But like everybody that was in line for the uh, hostess Uh-oh. had their masks yeah. on. The hostess had mm-hmm. their mask on. All the waiters had their masks on. Larry and Ben didn't have masks on, and mm-hmm. I thought for sure they were going to run us out, but they I, didn't. I know? thought we were going to get it. Yeah, I, I thought really they were going to be like, "Oh, you need to have a mask on for ten seconds before mm-hmm. you get seated at the COVID-free zone table that we have the, reserved for you." So it's weird now thinking about. The fact that most of like the shitholes that I like end up eating at at late at night, I wished people wore masks. <laughs> like, you know, I only like realized maybe five years ago that like, oh god, if her teeth are that bad, right? She's breathing on my taco. You know what I mean? Yeah. The now, now I'm like, oh, this is get. I'm a little tired of this. You know, I'm getting over this, but maybe. Well, can you imagine? Like we were just neighborhood down at the dependent. meth lab. Yeah, <laughs> we probably should have wore masks at the meth lab. Oh god! At least an air freshener. We were already cutting it up and having a good time and having a laugh, and then we went down there, footloose and fancy free. Yeah, had our guard <laughs> down. Right. The, That's it. The funny we're one. Done. We just we're got out of here. <laughs> we got a new Win Dixie down at my place, and I went in there. They're the beef people, right? Well, I got beef with some of them. Um, no, they uh, 
I think that is what it is. When Dixie, we got the beef or something. Yeah, is that what the slogan was. We got the beef's Wendy's. Yeah, dude, I when Dixie. It starts with a W. The we're close people. enough. We're the beef people. Supposedly have good beef. I I didn't buy beef. I did buy pork bell. Um, you just ask. You just ask one of the one of the lovely ladies working at the register when you check out at the well, new Win Dixie the next time. I heard that there's uh, that y'all are the beef people. Well. Let me see the roast beef. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> the, what I actually have a problem with this is, is okay. the lovely lady at the checkout. That's where this is going. Uh-oh. Um, Cat so fight. they've got this. Li- yeah, for real. <laughs> they've got this little sign up that's like, please wear a mask. Well, no. So I'm like the only person in there shopping without a mask. Mm-hmm. And I get to the front and... Because it's so new, they've got, like, lady at the checkout, someone bagging, and then someone taking the bag and putting it in my cart. Oh, like, they're, like, trying to, like... It's, like, three people to my, like... Impre- they're really trying to impress $100 worth of Is groceries. Is it a brand new Winn-Dixie? Yeah, it used to be a Lucky's. Oh, Here, right, right. Here's the funny thing. It was a rundown Winn-Dixie before it was a Lucky's, and then Lucky's bought it and remodeled the whole thing. And then they were around for like two years before they like. And when Dixie was down. like, "Thank you." And then when Dixie yeah. got, it, and someone's like, "That's so stupid." It was when it was when Dixie before. I was like, "No, it's genius. You just let somebody else put the bill for your remodel." Right. right. Um, place some of is them awesome. are Publixes. Some of them, there. A lot of yeah. them are going right back into like yeah, whatever some they were doing. Grocery. Yeah. Um, but the like supervisors asking the lady bagging. She's like, "Oh, hey, how's it going with that guy?" And then these people are in like their fifties or sixties. She's like, "Oh, it's good," but she's like, "I don't know if I'm gonna see him." He's got a beard and doesn't like to wear a mask. I'm I'm like <laughs> oh. three feet away. I'm like, got a beard. No, I cat, don't like to wear a mask. Oh, we're talking catty cat fight. Yeah. Yeah. Got and I catty. just like I just kind of smirk and I see the lady like who asked the question, like smack her and mm-hmm. like point. She's like, We'll we'll talk about it in a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh mm-hmm. I got a good laugh out of that. Then ben, not, did not, you did you flick your your uh, grocery bag kind of like around the back of your shoulder and like kind of strut out of there <laughs> and say your said, ass looks fat you in those jeans anyway. You work don't you? Right. Yes, big mistake. Big huge. mistake. Right, huge mistake. Um, and your ass looks fat in those jeans anyways. Bye. No. <laughs> <laughs> Call me or don't. Uh, no, I just took the groceries and ran. Mm-hmm. I was like, whatever. I like, here's how, like, you're so serious about it, like, you're embarrassed that your employee just said something in front of me about it. And you're like, don't, don't make him uncomfortable. <laughs> we can't let this Winn-Dixie go out of business, too. I'll, I'll still shop there, though. Um, Footloose and mask-free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's one uh, There's one kind of by the shop that I pop into, and it's... Special. Well, wearing yeah, a mask a in public one. for as long as, yeah, as I have made me feel like it's okay to wear a mask where I wanted to anyways. <laughs> yeah. You probably should have. Um, it's the kind of place that has like, oh, like hot to go chicken wings. And there's like flies and shit. <laughs> oh, God. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, like they were made at like six in the morning and they're under right. light. From all, all shriveled day. up. I can see COVID starting at that window. I like, that's <laughs> the bad. kind of one it's like kind of like packaged yeah. grub only. You know what it, I mean? Like, it, And it's the one too where like the dude's outside the Winn-Dixie like, right. hey man, who's your cell phone provider? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Trying to sell you a new cell phone. Right, right. 
Because there's stores two doors down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, man, uh, how much are you paying for car insurance? <laughs> Too much. I got approached right before the election testing, by a testing. lady yeah, with a clipboard, yeah. and uh, she was trying to get me to sign something to put Kanye West on the ballot. Oh, uh, yeah, dude, dope. yeah. So he was like kind of like a write-in. He actually like had like a little bit of a run and spent like a ton of money doing it too. Yeah, yeah. He hired he the the mall I was walking out of. He had probably fifteen people walking around. Clark Where were Wars. you up north still? Clarksville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The weirdest thing to me about Kanye is dude lives in Wyoming. Yeah, uh, I did not know that. Yeah, Post Malone lives out west. Utah, Utah. 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 So Post Malone's Utah. Utah. Um, who's uh, Achy Breaky Heart and his daughter? Psycho oh, uh, and little they live Psycho. In Montana. Billy, yeah, yeah, man, Montana. yeah the Cyrus, Billy Rotten, Cyrus, the yeah, they're uh, they're man- Montanas, yeah, Montanans, mm-hmm. and they're they're apparently they have I don't know if it's one huge thing or adjacent things or whatever. Where like everybody in the family, family has, like, complex, yeah, yeah. Like, like it's almost compound. Like a I was compound. gonna say yeah, it's kind of a little houses, cultish. But, yeah, different bit. houses, but Getting like there? they're the, the same cul-de-sac. Did you, white people, so you go out in the middle of nowhere, you're still going to build a cul-de-sac. Right? Did you? <laughs> did you listen to her podcast with Rogan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it surprising what she sounded like? Yeah, well, me. She sounds just uh, like me. <laughs> but <laughs> her voice I, is like secrets. severely right. messed up from drugs. Really? Yeah. Well, like she was not that great to start with. No. Like her talking no. voice. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I know. Her talking voice. She was voice rough really. back in with wow. Really? Yeah. Is this I a recent podcast? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like a okay. couple months maybe. Sub okay. six months. Okay. Oh, less than that last yeah. month. Okay. I'll have to look it up. No, because I wasn't, I wasn't working for Larry when it came out. Um, How dare you? The uh, Rude. The... Um, but yeah, she's, she's talking about how... Gone off the fucking deep. You get a real good picture into insanity. Oh yeah, she's it's, no, it's, she's a whack job. Yeah. But she's like, not only is she whack, she's proud of it. Right? It's it's something. It's a. I think in that case, it's it's probably a double case because the dad's the same way. Yes. But it's like this kind of weird what? one hit wonder plus. Yeah, but what was the thing? Mega about money case study for shit that happens after Disney. Right. Right. Yes. Right. Right. The other, yeah, she's the but next. He, um, he was Britney saying Spears. his Hannah big Ma- thing is he Hannah gets, Montana, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets freaking pizza brought in, and he eats pizza like in a ba- he like takes a bubble bath and eats pizza. Yeah, yeah. We could, is like, there something wrong with that? No, <laughs> I'm just I don't, I don't have a I don't <laughs> own a bathtub at my house. I, I, I just got I showers. What's Mr. Judge Mel doing over yeah. there? Say, hey man, it's a small world. <laughs> so with it. I mean, there's nothing more satisfying than a bubble bath and a mighty meaty. No, but what's what's funny. As I think she said this is like a weekly thing. Yeah, like he like this. Like every like Friday or something or Saturday. Yeah. I think it's Saturday. Right. And that just brings home that Well, it's it's right. like it's the crazy you know they're real. I, I'm I'm guessing that he's probably has emigrated out there, but he's probably from somewhere in the south. That's why he's yeah. a I've, country twanger. And I think he's from you, I don't know, look it up, but uh, you I know the Florida. I'd eat my boot if he wasn't from Alabama. The old yeah. saying in the South is like, "It's Saturday, taking a bath, whether I need it or not." Right. <laughs> you uh, and you know you got to eat, so might as well do the bath and the pizza all right, at the same time. Out. Uh, That's right. Out just a fish. Multitasking. There's some deep rooted shit with Hannah Montana's life. 
Flatwoods, uh-huh. Kentucky. I was, I was gonna say, oh, Kentucky. oh, he's a Kentuckian. What, you know, what part of Kentucky? That's is where that? you got that waterfall. Have oh. you? <laughs> and it was September second. Have you ever yes. been to oh. a Hallmark in Kentucky? Yeah. You I know, don't know. If I I've can't ever believe. Been to a no, I've been to a Hallmark. Is there still Hallmark? I don't know that there's only one that has a card that says "Happy Birthday, Uncle Dad." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Wow, Ben's been waiting years to get that one in on the show. I had a guy. I Picking your spots, the- Ben. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's it. It's it. Selective Sitting service. <laughs> Shit. Wow. Mm-hmm. So has has anybody watched the most recent or listened to, it's better if you watch it, uh, the Millhouse podcast with Bob Brannon? I'm about I've halfway seen, through I've most it. of it. Yeah. Has has Andy talked to him about like his first sexual experience yet? Oh yeah, what, no. With the, is that a weird thing to talk about on, on a fly fishing podcast? Yeah, it's kind of weird. But I don't know. We've gotten into some weird it's stuff. Pretty fucking funny. And if if all you do is like go to YouTube and look that up, just watch that one part of the podcast. It's well worth it. And I was shocked, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was funny. They get better and better, man. Each episode. Yeah, they're, they're yeah, doing they're doing right. a real good job. They are. I and uh, did you ever listen to Steve Huff's? No, yeah. I haven't yet. I it's have good. not. It's the uh, the thing that I think is funny, um, just in general, with uh, Millhouse is how Andy over the years um, has been like such a fly fishing celebrity. Uh, going all the way back to like Project X and, uh, you know, that whole series of films. And, you know, like he, he really is like one of the preeminent tarpon anglers. And I can remember, you know, him talking about how he fights tarpon and him setting up the uh, pulley system and showing Mm -hmm. how he practices pulling X number of pounds of, of drag. And he literally gets to the point where he can feel it right you know like and and this is something he practices so that when he's tournament fishing he knows just the fucking right amount to put on the fish and then fast forward 15 years later he's doing a podcast and it's a podcast you can watch and number one how humble he is and how much he wants you to hear other people's stories and to me, he's doing a great service to fly fishing in general by getting those stories documented and like out there from all these you know old school guys because I think we've said it before that's the one thing in my opinion that's like really lacking in our generation or in this generation is the ability to tell stories and and, mm-hmm. and you know people have lost it's a storytelling is an art. Um, you know, to be able to tell a story and, and keep everybody captivated and, you know, these old school guides, man, they've got just volumes of shit that's happened on their skiffs over the years. Mm-hmm. So he's getting that, you know, locked down. But then on top of that, the fucking latest episode, bringing the sense of humor in that he does, it just makes him so relatable and so real. And 
it's one of my favorite podcasts at this point. Like mm-hmm, I actually sure. look really forward to when I see them breaking out a few new episodes. It's it's really a worthwhile listen. It's funny that you that you're bringing up storytelling. Um, <clears throat> there's, I've been kind of, I don't know, touching on that a little bit lately. There's been, there's a movie coming out. Okay. Uh, Tom Hanks. It might be out actually now. Okay. It's a Tom Hanks thing where he's like, you know, the world's first, like, I don't know if it would be journalist or like news guy. Okay. But he travels because there's no like television or anything. He like, travels from town to town. Oh, so he's like just, a reporter. Yeah. But for, like, like maybe a newspaper? Yeah, but like he brings the news with him. Oh. You know what I mean? Like he goes and tells the news to like the people in town. No shit. Yeah. And there there's another like a sub story, find some kid that was missing or something along the way and you know, whatever. Um but I, I it kind of piqued my interest a little bit to where um that the just kind of the storytelling part, because you've got to be good. You're like in front of a crowd. There's right. like everybody in town comes and you say, you know, I don't know, there's like new steamships that go across the ocean or whatever. Right. And um uh, I was thinking about it, and there's some musicians, some like there's definitely like folky stuff that's like a start to finish like story. Uh-huh. Uh huh. There's a lot of like, and it would be earlier, but like earlier hip hop guys that there's like that start to finish story, and there's new, um, some comedians as they don't have a whole heck of a lot to do. Mm-hmm. In California, New York City, and all these places where a lot of the clubs are shut down, they're doing a lot of podcasting and a lot of like just different stuff. And some of them can really like like captivate. It doesn't have to be like funny and be that show, right? They're just good they're just, at what they do. Right. They're, they're good, they're, like they're excellent communicators. Yeah, like fantastic. So they've got to do something. So a lot of these podcasts, they can make you know a trip to the doctor's office sound awesome, right? I mean, you're just like, wow, I know exactly what that looked like. I can see myself there. I know everything. I could, you know, paint a picture of this, you know, trip to the grocery store or whatever this guy did. We, I mean, within, within fly fishing, of course, who's the first name that comes up when you say great storyteller? Um, Flip's up there. Flip, yeah. 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 I yeah. mean, I think that's like know, his style for sure. Right. And he, he made um, a post the other day and it was I want to say like a campfire and or something along those oh, lines. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's something about the and, and it referenced like everybody look, being around and being looking around. at it. And yeah. and it was like the after supper uh, campfire or something and like, you know yeah. the and it referenced like being around the campfire and hearing stories or whatever. And I made the comment that if more people actually sat down for supper, how many more stories would be told and shared. And he, he, he was like, amen or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And it's so true. Cause like, you know, we're you, go, go, go. I'm yeah. I'm everybody's like, go, go, King, go, go, go. Ben's pretty bad too. And, and you know, it was, <laughs> You just brought up, so that movie, the Tom Hanks movie, um, that film sounds interesting to me. Um, But, like, go back to World War II. Um, During the World War II era, 
Nobody had TVs. TVs really came in. Mm -hmm. Okay, radio. But one of the things if, you know, and I can remember my grandfather telling me stories, you know, they'd go to the movies and it was a nickel, right, Right. to go to the movies. Well, you go to the movie and the feature film you watched, but it was after you watched three or four, maybe five newsreels. Right. But think of, okay, so... Hollywood at that point was doing storytelling about the news, Mm -hmm. but think, so the story happened and let's say it was like the Lindenberg disaster Mm -hmm. and they put together this five minute, seven minute film about, Mm -hmm. Oh my God, you know, and there's visual images and there was always a narrator Mm -hmm. and all throughout American history, is this rich storytelling tradition. Mm-hmm. And you just don't see it that much anymore. And, you know, it's a dying, it's a dying art, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, anything that reminds people of that and slows people down and says, well, you know, I mean, just podcasts in general, people are like, What's well, a long form conversation? What the fuck do you mean a long form conversation? <laughs> Conversation's a conversation. Right. Right. And, and and that's what I really enjoy about what we're doing is, you know, every couple of weeks we get to all sit down and, you know, I mean, so far tonight we've laughed probably a fucking dozen times. Right. And it's because we're telling stories about what we've done in the past hour, right, last week, two weeks ago. Over the last six months, six months to flatten the curve, right. you know, I mean, and it's all relatable, but how many people really do that all the time? Not many. No, no. no it, and like, even shrink that down. How many people do it with the same people consistently? Right. Like part of what makes this awesome and a lot of fun is that it's the same group of people investing back in their time with each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And... The stories, like, as the friendships develop, the stories get better and richer and more meaning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're like, oh, I haven't seen this buddy in a year, we should go catch up. Or two years or three years. It's it's good. Don't get me wrong. You should definitely catch up with them. But pick a couple people who you, like, have the ability to meet up with semi-regularly and, and start dumping into that relationship. Because mm-hmm. every story is the next chapter in your... In your I, book that is your well, life. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like the ongoing one where it's like, oh, you wouldn't believe what happened with... You remember when I told you about so-and-so and well, this and that and the other? You wouldn't, you wouldn't guess no, the next and part. You know, right. like, and it gets better. Well, you know, so it's nice to follow up, follow up, follow up. As a, as a kid, you know, probably from the time I was like, I would say like 10, um, starting to become more relatable to the adults that, that surrounded where I lived. Um, my next door neighbor was two years older than me. He's my sister's age. So he's like 12, I'm 10. And it was at that time where like, where we started hanging out more and listening more to his dad, to my neighbor Howard and hearing them tell stories about when they were our age and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it would be something as simple as, you know, they would yell at us for doing something, you know, like y'all need to knock that shit off. Somebody's going to get hurt. And we'd be like, what? Yeah. And they're like, listen. And then 
one of the of them, one of them would be like, "Hey, fuckers, we've been there, we've done that. We're telling you to fucking knock it off because somebody's going to get hurt." Mm-hmm. And here's why: Look out across, see the hill over there? Yeah. And then they would tell a story from their childhood when Jimmy, they were friends. Jimmy Smith used to live over there. Now he's got half a head. And some of the crazy <laughs> shit that they would do, and whether it was a fucking completely made up story, which there's no possible way because of the level of detail, we I can remember us being mesmerized by the story. And there's like laughter involved in it. And then there's like a cringe when the person gets hurt and then probably more laughing at mm-hmm. them getting hurt. But like that's how the art of storytelling was passed along, at least in East Tennessee where I grew up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can still to this day go home and go over and visit my neighbor Howard and I'll reference a story that he told just by a line out of the story that I remember mm-hmm. and we'll both start laughing. And to your point, Carl, he'll go, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. let me tell you a little bit more about is, that. Yeah. And it's like, you're fucking crying mm-hmm. by the time he's, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's like glorious. Mm-hmm. So It's amazing it? what sticks with you, too, when yeah. you're a kid or younger. Like, there's weird, really obscure stories that wouldn't seem oh, too much out of the everyday yeah. that still stick with you. I could tell really you, like, like, particulars about shit that people don't, like, even remember. Right. Yeah. Because I didn't, I'd never seen it before. Right. And it was just like so nuts. Um, <laughs> the one, the, the particular one, I actually talked to this dude years and years later. He's this big, crazy, he's an English guy, but he's like six and a half, seven feet tall. But he was like really sunburned all the time. He's a concrete guy. Uh-huh. He knew my dad. So he's like, he's always like bright pink. And he, something, Snatched his ring finger with a ring on it. Took his finger so, you know, You know when they, like, section your hand and put it back together? Uh-huh. So look, the hand looks complete, but there's only four <laughs> fingers on it. Uh-huh. So he had that, but these, his hands were huge. Right. So Big old bear paws. Huge, like, one huge, like, alien hand, because it was an arrow. Uh-huh. So he used to come to the house with a bunch of dog treats in his pocket and get the our family dog all riled up uh-huh. and just toss a whole handful in his own mouth and just eat him in front of the dog <laughs> just to like talk with him or whatever. Right. And like I'm like, remember he used to do and he's like, mm mm. <laughs> nope. Mm, no. What wasn't me. Yeah. Was You're like, funny? no, I remember it. He's like, is that pretty funny? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I don't remember. It sounds pretty good. I'm like, right on. <laughs> right on. That's funny. Yeah. But like, you know, like to everybody else, it was just like a 30 seconds worth of laugh. I'm like, oh man, I can remember the color of the fucking dog treats coming out of this weird four fingered hand <laughs> into his mouth. I was like, oh God. You know, it really burns into a kid's head. <laughs> I, I mean, alien fingers. Right, right along that same vein, um, my neighbor, who, who was two years older than me, his father, um, he grew. He had a like two huge greenhouses, and he grew like geraniums and uh, all these. It like, was always really mellow. These flowering plants. No, no, <laughs> none of that. All these, all these like you know annual flowering plants, and he would literally start in February. Oh, like an ice. And he yeah. would he would germinate the seed. Like he would get, he would take seeds, germinate them, and once they like started sprouting. 
then he'd put them in like these teeny tiny little cups. Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, it's like a tray. Mm-hmm. And then once they got big enough, then they went into like the little pots like you would buy them from Home Depot. Mm-hmm. And like back then there was no Home Depot, right? Right. So like little nurseries or by, whatever. By yeah. the time like Easter rolled around, all the old ladies or not just yeah, old yeah. ladies. That's where everybody came to get their plants. Well, in addition to that, while he's starting that portion of the greenhouse, the other side of the greenhouse, he was starting tomato plants. And once the tomato plants were big yeah. enough, he had probably six acres of tomato fields. Holy and shit. they would pick the tomatoes, they would go into these boxes, and they would get shipped to like a distributor. Yeah. And the distributor would send them to like Italy, little Italy. No, 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 no. Like the Publix. Oh. Like, like, no, <laughs> yeah, it went to yeah, like, yeah. you know, um, grocery stores. But then Long Island. There was still this huge amount of the tomatoes that then people would come and pick their own tomatoes. And oh, they would yeah, pay yeah. by like, you know, the the bushel or the, yeah. you know, whatever. But I can remember like ingrained in my head, um, you guys were over at the house recently, and I had all those little uh, Miller High Life pony bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Campbell, always, I'm talking fucking daylight to dark, well, and even after dark, yeah. always had a fucking pony bottle in his hand, <laughs> drinking fucking beer all day. And he, he smoked um, Winston's, straight Winston's. NASCAR fan. Yeah, oh, nice. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And... My other neighbor, Howard, if he ever told a story about Johnny Campbell, he would put one hand up. He would have one up. hand like in like this claw position yeah, yeah. with a, you know, like with the fake pony in it. Yeah. And then John had a way that he, he would always cup the cigarette, yeah. but he was always like tapping the ash off yeah. of it. And he, and he, because he he always worked really hard, yeah. so he always had a sore yeah. back. So he kind of Howard would like throw a hip out to one side and kind of <laughs> hunch over. Yeah, like, now boys, hey, bo- 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 y'all, somebody's <laughs> gonna get hurt over there now. <laughs> and, and, God damn it, Tony! If I tell you one more time, I'm gonna whip your ass. And just all of the mannerisms that he could capture and put into that story made it that much better. Mm-hmm. And it's. That visualization and that ability to take you to that place mm-hmm. just instantaneously that has always been something that, you know, when I'm telling a story, I don't know whether aspire would be the right word, but it's it's what I grew up around. Mm-hmm. So I'll tend to be very animated when I tell a story, but it's because of the storytellers that I learned storytelling from. Right. I uh, I've been noticing some of that in communication um and i've been classifying it as kind of like a social intelligence okay so it's the person that's not too busy that's just like doesn't think to look look over their shoulder before they slam the door in your face (laughs) okay you know what i mean and like Mm -hmm. and don't see a problem with it you're like i mean if you were aware that you're not the only person on the planet. There's other people that walk through this door all day long. Right. You'd probably like look over your shoulder to see if somebody was behind you. Right. Hold the or door see for them. Smashing them with the door or not. Right. Like I feel like that's some kind of like you know the movement of like humans and other things going on around you. Situational awareness. Awareness. You're you know, cognizant. Kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, 
And some people are really just really good, like you're saying, communicators, storytellers, stuff like that. There's some stuff that I've seen like the last couple of weeks even where people are like spatially intelligent. Yeah, it's amazing. Like I don't have to think about it quite as well. I don't feel like I do. So I just grab something and like pick it up mm-hmm. or be like, Jameson, do you mind? Grab this and pick it up. Other people like know how to like lean on stuff and like do stuff where it's not like snatching it and literally like, breaking your back to like pick it up. There's there's people like that are just think about like a two step forward thing. I'm like, holy shit. I was always told that was laziness. Yeah, but it's like the thing is, is you see it and it's so much faster and so much easier. And you're like, why didn't I think of that? Damn, like every there's Brian Floyd is like that. Every like almost everything he does, you think, damn, I should have thought of that. (laughs) Okay, he's forever like you know, like just how he like either holds a tool or stores a tool or this or that or the other. He's like spatially just a little bit different, right? Where I'm like, damn, that makes a lot what, of sense. What is it? There's there's a term for it. Um, the Japanese are very good in manufacturing because... Is it like the kind of feng shui house thing that they yeah, do? Well, it's, it, it's feng shui, yeah. but, not, but it's on like the industrial level. Right? Yeah. Where um, when I worked for Mystic Fly Rods, um, the, the guy that started Mystic, um, Dennis... He worked in the automotive industry. He he's from yeah. Michigan, and like he he worked for General Motors, and he went over to he was sent to Japan. And he's an engineer, you know, by trade or whatever. And it was all about learning the efficiency mm-hmm. of like process efficiency. Stuff, yeah. yeah, and 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 he spent time in Japan, and then he spent a good number of years in South Korea. Mm-hmm. And when he came back, like GM had been building cars the same way, the same production line right. for all these this years. Is a Ford Model T assembly line. Right. And he came yeah. in and based on what he had learned from the Japanese, it was like, what you're doing doesn't make sense because you should have, this here, this here, this here. Right. It makes it all. It, you're reducing the number of times that you have to reach right. to do that. You, you. God damn! I wish I could remember the name for that. But um, he he became like known to be like that expert in uh-huh. that field um, because for the longest time, the Japanese and the the South Koreans they kept all that shit to themselves, right. and that's how they were whipping Detroit's ass. Oh yeah, and. When he came back and was trying to implement it, like people were like, you know, how many times you heard that? Man, we've been doing it this way for 30 years. Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah, yeah. But like he had been fully empowered by the powers that be. No, we're going to change the way we do stuff so that we're more efficient. Right. And like just little stuff, like, you know, where the tools are sitting. Right. Where that material is sitting and what sequence it's sitting. So you're not doing step one and then step two you reach over on this side and then you go back over here that's yeah. where all the confusion comes in the time because you're like uh wh- which part do i need again and like you know right just like like a sense of order right. or something and did there's do you ever watch the founder on netflix 
No. It's the Oh, is it the McDonald's oh, or yeah. whatever? Yeah. But I saw it, but I didn't yeah. Who is it? Who is it? it? Woody Harrelson or something or uh, McConaughey. Somebody really big. It's not McConaughey. Uh, uh, um some dude. Kevin Costner? No. It's somebody really big. Somebody it's, the It's regardless, not Costner, the efficiency but, in the process. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what it boiled down to was he's watching the the McDonald brothers like when he's going to open one, they take his group and they take a, like, they're on a basketball court with a piece of chalk. And they outline the whole restaurant. And he's literally, this person's job takes this and goes to here. And it's like this, practicing for hours, there's a ballet of efficiency uh-huh. to, you know, this oven has to be here because if you move it over here, you got to walk back and forth. This guy just needs to turn and hand it to this guy. And there's like a cool little five minute scene where they're sitting there. He's on a ladder, like he's a conductor. Uh huh. No, again, do this to eliminate time and time and time to so get, you get down. down to 15 seconds to assemble a burger. They have, yeah, they oh, have. Wow. Um, so they're the different, seems silly, but the different jobs at McDonald's, even. Uh, um, what they would be like in the same kind of like class, you know, it's not like like regular cook and and then like a manager and then a big manager. Mm-hmm. These are like you know uh, cook, but this kind of cook, and then the fry guy, and then the this and the you know like all the people in the restaurant. They, there's different rates of pay per of those people based on the amount of movements really? they that they to conducted do to do, the, to do their wow. job. So like if you if you do, I don't know. There's there there are things that you have to like run faster for and move more for. Right. That's actually the next step step up from the one that you don't have to move as much for. Right. But they have it to literally the amount of movements like per minute. Like one hand reaches out, grabs this thing. The other hand reaches out, grabs the bag. So once you become proficient at like fifteen movements. You're right. now okay. We're going to consider you for the 25 movement job. You know, right. that, and it, th- th- there's this joke about like kind of like marginalizing like the guy that like does fries or whatever. I think there's that might be the first part. Like, oh, and then it'll move up to like you know whatever it is. It that's I think it's actually true because one of one thing is like you know you're not quite as fast. You're doing five or ten things a minute. Some people are doing thirty things a minute. Now I can remember. Speaking about McDonald's, I would have been in high school, so mid to late 80s. Um, We were doing this project in high school, and they, I remember the lesson set was about, and they, they referred to it as the McDonald's economy. And we're like, the McDonald's economy. And they're like, yeah. So McDonald's is an American um, enterprise. Mm-hmm. And when McDonald's expanded internationally, they brought with them the McDonald's economy. And I was like, how so? Uh, and basically McDonald's, before they made that jump, they looked at and understood that in order to deliver the same quality of meal in the same timeliness at the same price Mm -hmm. that not, they couldn't go and open a new McDonald's. They had to go wherever they were going to go 
and know that there was a supply of potatoes, a supply of beef, a supply of buns, Mm -hmm. and all this stuff. So they would go somewhere, and they would if there were if there wasn't a potato farm within a certain radius, they would be like, okay, the first thing we're going to need to do is we're going to need to go over there and find and and get somebody to change crops, and they're going to be our potato supplier. And then we're going to need to have a bakery that's going to do our bread. Mm-hmm. And so it became the McDonald's economy right. that they exported. And I was like, holy shit. You know, and, yeah. and that they were that smart. They were like, well, we can't just go open a McDonald's. I think that kind of speaks to We have to, to have like the entire less. supply chain. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a McDonald's they supply even chain. Right. Farther than that with the whole leasing of the land. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, really? Yeah, they would yeah. buy the lot that the franchise was going to build on uh-huh. and then, I guess, lease that to that franchise Correct. to make money on that so, end of it. Right. So the dude that owns you know, a franchise at McDonald's pays right. his land lease and he, to McDonald's. He never actually owns it. Um, and it's interesting. So I have a friend who's in the steel business over in like Bartow. And he does all the Florida McDonald's. So, like, every 10 years, McDonald's will send that franchise owner and be like, hey, you're out of date. Get with it. And they'll remodel the store. And if you don't, cool. We'll pull your franchise because we own the property you sit on, and we're going to sell to the next guy. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. We'll turn you into a Chinese checker. So you know yeah. What I mean? So it, it's interesting. They've got <laughs> You ever seen that multiple- when the checkers go out? They're always like a Chinese place, oh, yeah, and everybody yeah, calls yeah. them Chinese checkers. <laughs> <laughs> and but they've always got these multiple streams of revenue at this point. Wow, it's brilliant. So it's it's super interesting. Like just like a like a like you're saying supply demand. Yeah, like how shit works these days. Right. It's like that's the the whole franchise thing, and the you know take all the stickers off the pump thing. It's <laughs> that's interesting what I was about to say. as shit. Man. Yeah. I There's mean, another. Interesting book. It's kind of the opposite level called The United States of Walmart. And my dad read it years ago, rented it from the library. And it was like the concept was how Walmart will completely decimate a town. Right. Oh, yeah. All the lost runs up the little. Yeah. 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 Eliminate the competition. Well, like the COVID thing, you know, everybody's, you know, that's been put out of work. Government workers haven't been put out of work. No, they're the ones telling you that you can't go to work and that you have to shelter in place and you can't go out to eat and restaurants are closing. Um, Jeff Bezos, he's doing mighty fine at Amazon. Yep, Um, crazy. Yeah, yeah, like um, Home Depot, Lowe's, they're doing fantastic. Like Walmart's doing fantastic, but all the little guys are getting crushed. So it's it's the biggest transfer of wealth from the working class yeah. mm-hmm. to the elites that's ever happened in such a short period of time. Yeah. And, but and before we get restaurant tours too, I mean, like so many of these places are like, you know, a dude started a bar a long time ago. That place is gone. Yeah. That it's not you know it's not the Walmart of bars. Right. That's gone. It's like you know this yeah. dude, that dude, this family. You know that. So it's, it's soul crushing. Terrible. Yeah. So before we move beyond the, the storytelling, um, Andrew and I were talking, um, Andrew is a a damn fine storyteller, um, through film. I find people who are good storytellers, damn good storytellers and just record it. Well, uh, that's not, that's not true. The visual images that, that you have to capture 
um, you, you can tell a damn fine story with with very little talking in it. And what you and I were talking about um, that I thought was that you immediately agreed with. I saw um, what are the guys that uh, have the uh, the short bus diaries? Yeah, Wildfly. Wildfly. Um, they're they're putting their toe in the podcast uh, realm. What's the other one? The big one was it Barstool Sports or whatever? They have like some kind of bus trailer podcasting. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I think it's kind of two separate things. The the they're doing the YouTube channel for the uh, for the bus the mm-hmm. the short bus diary. And then, you know, while they were going across the country doing that, they're like, man, we're running into all these people we should talk to. Let's start a podcast. And they've only done like three episodes. And full disclosure, I haven't listened to a single one of them. But much like uh, Millhouse does, they're because they're video-based to begin with, they're doing a good job on Instagram of like putting out one-minute clips so people like to catch your interest and maybe entice you to go listen to the whole show. And... It was either their second or third episode. The teaser that was on Instagram I was telling Andrew about was a photographer, videographer, friend of theirs that they had run into, or who knows if it was really the friend, but they they did a podcast with this guy. And one of the things that he said during that little one-minute blurb that like struck me as profound was if you really want to learn how to visually tell stories and you're into fly fishing. Don't just go and watch fly fishing videos. He said, go watch swimming videos Mm -hmm. and all these other videos. And it struck me as odd at first. And then when I really thought about it, I was like, yeah, because you know what? From genre to genre, from sport to activity to different things, people tell stories different ways. Mm -hmm. So if all you ever do is go watch the same fucking over and over video of fly fishing, it's almost like there's a a template. It's like every tarpon video has a slow motion head shake scene. There you go. But if you, if, if, and we were talking about like one of the things like skate videos. And we've talked about that yeah, before. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of guys in fly fishing that are familiar with skating that are old skaters or whatever. That skate video style merged with fly fishing works really well for mm-hmm. those that can pull it off. Um, but then we were talking, what was the other thing we were talking about? Um, oh, I, it was yeah. still related to skater videos. Um, if I were a producer... And I was looking to hire a um, new videographer, you know, somebody to, to, to work on a production for me. I think I would only look at skate video videographers. Right. I don't think there's any more relate like... to this. If you and I are going to make a movie and we're like, okay, we got to make every dollar of this budget count. Like we've got $1 million right. to pull <laughs> off this production. Right. Do we get this professional video guy that's been, you know, let's say he's been a, he, he does good work. Right. But it's, um, he's a wedding videographer. Right. Um, or, 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 you know, whatever experience. Yeah. Or do we get the skate guy? 
And the skate guy is no big name right. anywhere. Who's, but you know what the skate guy is never going to say to you if you're the director or the producer is, I have to do what? I have to do this shot again? Right. Bullshit. How many times has that skate videographer heard one more try? Right. One more try. Yeah, one and more they've try, never flinched. They're just right. like, fuck it. Yeah, right. one more try. 1,500 times? Yeah. Uh, let's go 2,000. And their whole budget on their like, you know, Sistine Chapel was 500 bucks. Right. So a million yeah. bucks is a long way with those guys. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, so, uh, you know, automotive stuff. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of kind of some, like, genres of, like, art, kind of artistic video. It's not even video It's uh, that inspires video. For me, it's 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 video, yes, but painting, it's... it's photography it's it's music music's a huge yeah. one but everything that drives you to to make something comes from your past experiences um the mood that you're in the music that you're listening to during those experiences right. it's it's all the stuff that's combined and so but the best thing that you can do as a videographer is to watch other videographers that right and and and, and consume photography and, and 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 look at painters and stuff like it, it's all building your library to pull from right well so last time we were all together and doing the podcast before we started recording the podcast we sat and we watched vice grip garage like two or three episodes mm-hmm. and oh, those are good too yeah and they're, they're yeah. good they're like they're very entertaining and i can't help but think like Ben Sittig, dear friend of the show, huge right. fly fisherman. He is the reason he's so popular. His YouTube has taken off like it has in the fly fishing world. You know, last time I saw he had 30,000 followers, probably more now, um, is because it's not the same old, same old. It's It's got that cutting, biting sarcasm right. it's and fun. humor. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. It's got really like, it's, the music is completely different than most anything you're going to hear in a fly fishing genre video. You kind of never know what to expect with each video he puts out. Right. And that's, that's the appeal to it is, you know, when a new one comes out, it's going to be divergently different than the last one. So something I noticed about his that, you know, I'm thinking to myself, I mean, I get it. I'd like it. It's, you know, it's moving along. Cool. But, why you know what i mean like what what's the cool part because a lot of his shits in colorado a lot of you know and the and the, the trout ones and the different you know stuff that i'm not like enamored with right but i still i'm still watching it i'm still enjoying myself you know it's not that big of a deal it's pace yeah he it's it's up pace it's up tempo to where you know the world of it depends how fast your thumb moves, like down your Instagram feed or your Twitter feed or, you know, whatever. Um, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Right. And it's, but you, I think you've got to present point, 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 you know, photo, photo, video. The like metronome has to be yeah. at a high speed. Because you're looking at people are like, oh, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. It's quick. It's fast. Uh-huh. You know. World. Yeah. So Everything. and he's he's good at he's good at keeping. I think it's you know keeping a quicker audience right um, in the game. 
you know, or staying in the game with a quicker audience that would rather be, you know, would rather just swipe to the next YouTube video. If it gets slow, people right. are gone. Gone. So, like, I think he's got it. It's not so fast that it's, like, dizzying. Right. You, you can still take something from it, but he he kind of keeps, like, a nice pace and a nice run going. Um, And I think that's, that's probably a, a huge trick these days. Don't don't make it too drawn out. Don't really, you know, don't sleep on anything because right. people will just, you know, keep swiping. Yeah. Unfortunate, but true. All right. Well, speaking of swiping, yeah. Andrew, why don't you find some uh, bumper music for us? Ben's mic went out yeah. again. Ben's not holding his mouth right for some reason. It's the, it's the uh-huh. And, uh, right. We will take a little break because we're about an hour and 15 deep into the bullshit. Nice. We've got to huddle back up and figure out what we're going to lie about next, Mm -hmm. what stories we're going to tell. And uh, here in just a minute, we will be back. Empty the tank and fill the beers. Mm -hmm. That's right. Back in a few. We're back uh, somewhat, so uh, let's uh, let's start the second segment with a little uh, visit from the mail barge. You ever trudge down the lagoon and see the mail barge and give it the old right? Yeah, what horn? was uh, the name of it? The MLE or something like that? The Irma D. The Irma D. I'll bet you if we went on one of those ship tracking apps, we could probably oh, find out where cool. the Hermody is. We should. Did, did I remember to tell the story at the, when Jameson was here last time about the uh, the boat that I got to blow the horn in the yes. intercoastal? Yeah. Okay. That was the one that was stuck, right? No. What, no. Well, the well, Hermody was. was. Yeah. Yeah. But... Um, it's the one thing that Jameson, Jameson. Yeah, Jameson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like over your, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if I told it yeah. on the podcast yeah. or not. But that was that was some funny shit. He's doing some cold weather living right now. Yeah, he's yeah. up in uh, yeah. North Carolina. Bryson City. Near, yeah, Bryson City near Fontana Lake. All right, so uh, first package off the uh, mail barge is from Brad Bouchelon up in yeah, Georgia. Yeah, I'm having significant yeah. issues opening his uh, package, but that's uh, all right. U.S. Postal Service got it going on. Yeah, no shit. There's holy no moly. There's no uh, ballots getting away from right. this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, a package inside of a package. That's always fun. 
Uh, how do I open this one? Down the oh, here we go. It looks like a maybe a Cheech and Chong record. Ne- do you never worry about them being booby trapped? <laughs> With what? Well, now that you I mention do. it, I'll be worried about it. <laughs> Yeah, way to float should, ideas out there, right. Andrew. Every box has a bouncing a dedicated in package it. opener, like a uh, like one of those like snakes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Glitter let me. Andrew was a, I think Andrew the most important part has to. We got to check the spelling and punctuation here. That's right. We have a handwritten. Oh, note. nice handwritten. Let me get my cheaters. Get the cheaters on. <laughs> All right, check the handwriting. Hey, y'all. It's been a hell of a year, but it seems like we've made it through it. Kudos to you guys for continuing to put out episodes. Way to call it early. Yeah. Yeah. And a big congrats on the outcome of the Dingy Derby. Despite every curveball thrown at y'all, the event was still a great success. I have sent a few of my trashy creations as well as some exclusive stickers. You guys are the first to both see and receive my two new sticker designs. And no, I didn't number them. Hope that's okay. Damn it. I truly appreciate what y'all do. I very much look forward to hearing from all of your great content for 2021. I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Sincerely, Brad. Nice. So if if anybody that's listening... uh, Is is Brad uh, Project Project Litterbug? Litterbug? Yeah, Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If if anybody doesn't know, Brad uh, started Project Litterbug and... you need to follow him on Instagram. Um, he has this really awesome idea. And as a matter of fact, he was actually profiled uh, a short piece in the latest issue of the Drake magazine. Oh, cool. Well-deserved. Yeah. Brad, when he is working, he works as a firefighter. Um, and he's down on Tybee Island, uh, out past uh, Savannah. Uh-huh. He'll go running or walking on the beach. And when he's doing it, he picks up trash. And... Uh, some of the trash that he picks up, he looks at it through the lens of how could I use this as a material for fly tying? And by doing the fly tying with that trash that he's picking up, he's hoping to bring greater awareness to everyone to pick up your shit, put it in the right place. I did the same thing with a barbecue stand and roadkill, and it did not, <laughs> did not work. catch on. No. So... <laughs> the, uh, my dad's best friend, Brian Keene... Um, used to carry around an eight foot stick. Okay, the, so this one has what's that stuff they make? What your buddy makes in t- uh, Tennessee? That's a cigarette, oh the the uh, toe. That's, that's a, the toe in the there. cigarette, uh, cigarette fibers. Yeah, cigarette the, filter fibers. Yeah, there's toe in here as like <laughs> I don't know what you call it, dubbing or something. Yeah. So here's here's one of the new stickers. Nice. Ben. I'm going to keep one down here for me, Mark. One for you, <laughs> Carl. That's a swasher swat. <laughs> Here's uh, a smaller set, Andrew. If you want to, peel one of those off. Oh, oh this that. is actually. I love the new stickers. Yeah, my flies are trash. Mm-hmm. Nice. That's pretty damn cool. That's right up our alley there. And then you got trash. You got trash. It's like a recycle with the fly on it. I dig it. And then here's more of the my flies are trash. His straw tube. Two baits, that looks. I I've yet to throw one yet, but they're they look badass. And he printed a picture of Cabo. Oh, that's cool. Real nice one. Yeah. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, man. 
Heck yeah. The uh, oh, dude, look at this. It's like my dad's shoelace rope, frog. <laughs> I could break that off in like a minute. <laughs> that bass is still over in the pond waiting on know. you to come back. My fucking prize possession. I'm it's pretty sure it's still got a piercing. <laughs> So I, I would talk more about the awesome uh, photo of Cabo that you printed, but I'll get misty. Don't get Larry all misted up. Damn. Yeah. Man. Wouldn't be the first time. Wouldn't be. <laughs> all right. So. Yeah, these um, are real cool. Yeah. Next. I'm so excited about trash. Mm-hmm. Next on the um, delivery from the mail barge is... Uh, is it just me that's cutting out? No, no. No, I can't. Okay. Okay. It's work. my headphones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're good. So we have a ginormous envelope. Like, this is an envelope like I've never seen before um, from some lady named Bree Drake mm-hmm. from uh, the capital of uh, cream soda and... Uh, oh, weird uh, with ginger ale. Ginger spicy ale. Spicy ginger ale. Blenheim, South Carolina. Yeah, baby. And... <clears throat> Though I was tempted to uh, do a preview like sometimes I do, mm-hmm. um, right here where I would be tempted to open this, it says, please open as a family and during the podcast recording. Right. So this is a completely never seen it before, straight out of the package. And I also got a phone call and further instructions uh-huh. that this could only take place during a podcast that Carl was going to be I at. think... I- so I've luckily, ideas, man. luckily, <laughs> Carl's old picnic wound didn't flare up, <laughs> yeah. and he made it. All right, let me see if I can slide some of this stuff out of here. Ooh, I see a printed photograph. Look at this photograph. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to make sure that we don't have some kind of correspondence. No correspondence. Look at this photo of this handsome young man. Oh, oh. Damn. Oh, son. dang. Look, look at, at that. that. Can Real that weathered. So we hanging on the wall. Wow. Look at that weathered. Uh, probably should have shaved a little bit and before this that, huh? And if this does not right. capture. Uh, wow. Look at those. This is Just good. King Kaka Turd Mountain, baby. <laughs> <laughs> look at that bugger there. Wow. And. Ooh. Oh, oh wow. Dude, Bree, you've captured Carl okay. perfectly. <laughs> I don't know what she called this. It was, um, that, w- w- remember you were there, Mark. It was, uh, oh, I definitely now be, now be yeah. sassy or something. What was it? <laughs> oh, we'll have to call tomorrow. Yeah. We're going to have to get those framed. Dude, these yeah, are, yeah. those awesome. have to be framed. These are ridiculous. <laughs> Holy shit. Too bad. Dude, this is, is uh, crazy. Not uh, visual. Right. Right. <laughs> so we we will uh, take photos uh, of the like photos a, that we received of Carl right. and make an Instagram post to share with everybody because this is fucking this ridiculous. Is this is unbelievably so great. The three stages of Carl. Right. <laughs> this was like now be like oh now be sassy now be yeah. we I gotta talk to her. I gotta talk to her tomorrow to remember what she was saying. It was so funny. <laughs> I'like to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that that was the mail barge. Freaking outstanding yeah, as that was always. So cool. Um, well, I can keep staring at it. Mm-hmm. 
She's a damn good photographer. She really mm-hmm. is. Yeah, she really is. Um, you know, Shannon and I uh, enlisted her services to get photos of Cabo. Uh, the la- one of the last times we were up, and you know, the one thing that I can say about having done that is a lot of people will will wait, and their dog is like much older, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, my dog's getting old. He's probably not going to make it too many more years. Maybe I should get photos done." Um, and hell, Cabo would on on Christmas Eve of this year of 2020, he would have just turned six. And you know, as everybody knows, unfortunately, we lost Cabo. Very very surprised. Um, but thankfully, we do have some incredible photos of him at the beach, thanks to Bree. Um, and you know, while it's easy to get Carl. Right. To act sassy, right? Yeah, it's, it's sassy. It's right. another thing to really capture the essence and the spirit of a dog. But Bree has that innate ability to work mm-hmm. with with dogs. That I mean, we've we've actually had other friends that saw photos that she did for us with Cabo that hired her to travel all the way from. Charleston to Orlando to do her dogs. She did. You remember she did um, a rescue. Yes, remember that right mm-hmm. when, she, kind of right when they moved up or whatever. Yep. When she moved up. And that's um, all on pause because of yeah, uh, the, Corona. The yeah, Corona. But yeah. she did quite a. She did like a a set, and it's basically to get the dogs. Yeah. Homed, you know, whatever, but she took really high quality photos. Mm-hmm. It was fucking the, badass. You know, Every the, dog. The prison picture. Yeah, the yeah. Dog holding up, you yeah. know. Right. It's, yeah. She wanted to look nice right. and ugly. Social security number right. in front of them, right? Right. Case number. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. Right. Yeah. Yeah. See, Carl's easy. You feed him beer and. Right. You know. You're going to get gold. Right. Look if you that. have four fingers in uh, dog treats, mm-hmm. you can get Carl to do anything. That's right, dude. <laughs> if I would have known those pictures were going to come out so well defined, I probably would have not aged I as wonder much. If <laughs> I think I took a shower. So that T-shirt, I was like saving for some odd reason. Like I hadn't worn it. That's like a ten-year-old T-shirt that I never touched. But I was like, oh, that was oh, in the got, special pile. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, man. It's That's the a, thing. I, like, I got to get something clean on. I'm like, damn, I don't. But I'd love to get shower curtains made of that. <laughs> <laughs> like a rug. <laughs> Quilt. Yeah. <laughs> and then the craziest part about that is I wore that shirt that one day. Like two days later, saw a dude in the same exact fucking T-shirt. <laughs> it's from McCray's. It looks it's like the, a white T-shirt. It, no, it's a McCray's. Um, it was like a little motel and bar and marina uh-huh. on Homosassa River. They have like some kid with like the stick over his shoulder mm-hmm. and a little, you know, whatever. Yeah. And like almost like the Andy Griffith. Yeah, kind of thing like with a big straw hat on, no shoes, you know, uh-huh. whatever, on the back of it. And it's like McCray's Homosassa, Florida. And there was a dude here in town. That had it on. With that same exact T-shirt. I'm like, God, I brought it out just in time. <laughs> Great minds think alike, dude. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny. Um, you do have a penchant of uh, really liking tackle store T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, for you know? sure. Oh, yeah. Um, like when I travel. You I know, like the t- to have the city on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And even like, so 239, they've kind of got like an edge in because it's 239 area code. Right. So that kind of tells you where you are anyways. But if there was like 
like whatever Fred's tackle shop up the street, and it said Naples, Florida, underneath. That's, that would be the that's one. That's the one get. you would. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because it's like you know, like when when I travel, I always go to the fly shop, and I want to get the fly shop logo, right? Sims hat, and you know. I just like Sims hats. So, like, I'll go in there, and if they have their fly shop logo, but it's not a Sims hat, I'm like, yeah. mm, And then I'll settle yeah. for a T-shirt. Right. But, like, my first preference is a hat. Right. Um, we were know, actually, we took down your South Holston hat. We were looking at it earlier. Uh-huh. Well, what is cool. Yeah. That's a good one. That's yeah. a solid. That one I need to get a replacement for because my buddy Scott, his beagle, um, ate the little uh, cap off the top of it. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, I've got Thanks quite... Thanks Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. But, uh, yeah, hats, and then, like, you know, your thing is the, the bait shop, and now, now we know it needs to have the city on it. I like the city. I've got a couple, like, restaurants. Um I've got a St. Simon's Island like a barbecue place. So St. Simon's Island on it. What's the barbecue place? Oh, is it right by the airport? No. Okay. There's there, a couple. Yeah, there's yeah. one right by the airport that yeah. is like supposedly fucking just the bomb. What was that barbecue place in Broward that we always talk about? Oh, um, it got shut down. It's reopened. They got rid of the. The rat problem. Wild wildlife issue. <laughs> did did any of you guys Dixie ever pig. go to Dixie Pig? The the um it was in Brunswick, Georgia. Just like shortly after you cross, you know, like on ninety five you're mm-hmm. in, you know, Georgia, and then when you get to Brunswick, uh there was a barbecue joint right off the interstate called the Georgia Pig. Nope. Mm-mm. It's not oh a buffet, my. is it? No, uh uh-uh. it was it was like this really small wood frame building and they had their pit inside the the same building and like Holy that shit. little bit of smoke that would seep out like when they would open yeah. it to like take something out to chop you know fresh meat yeah, off yeah. to make your sandwich or your plate that smoke would get in the building so like when you walked into the building it was almost like it wasn't like super like a whole lot like there wasn't right. smoke hanging in the air but it smelled like you ain't lying to your vegan friend. No, you when you left there, yeah, you yeah. Knew, somebody no. knew you'd stopped at right. the Georgia pig. Yeah, don't show up at the vegan party. After. And the Georgia pig had the greatest sweet tea ever. Oh, it was amazing. That's that Dixie pig place down in Broward. It was, it wouldn't even be a block. It was like a street and part of the industrial park away from the shop. And I would, wouldn't do any paperwork at the shop. I just get all my shit together and go, go across the street and just get a big old thirty-two ounce. They had the best sweet tea and just sit at in gives a kind of like an outdoor uh-huh. deal and just drink sweet tea the whole time I did paperwork. There's a place back home, no longer there. Rip, mm-hmm. um, Rip. right by East Tennessee State University in Johnson City, Tennessee. That was called Poor Richard's Deli, and their deli sandwiches were hands down just amazing um they were all like heat pressed and the just awesome awesome sandwiches but the thing that was the best was their sweet tea and like forever 
we tried to figure out what is what makes their fucking tea so good. And when they finally got to the point where they were closing, they knew. Like, because I mean, like when you came into town, like you just go there just to get a sweet tea right. and go. Like that's how you know it was like you know they probably sold a million dollars worth of sweet teas. Right. <laughs> never, never clean the jug. That's Instead of sugar, they sweetened their sweet tea with honey. Ooh, nice. Oh shit! And like nice. they yeah. never told anybody, but when they were closing, they're mm-hmm. like, "Hey, for everybody that's always wondered what the difference was with our tea and anybody else in town, it's this clover honey that we use." Wow. And it was like, "Wow!" Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. I, I actually that that tea was so damn good. I eventually became pretty good friends with the manager and his wife was the ran the till and took orders and stuff uh-huh. and we went to like parties and shit at their house and all this kind of stuff because i would sit there for hours like a couple hours at right. the end of every day you know like doing, tea guys here yeah yeah <laughs> tea yeah, guys yeah, here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck he's back <laughs> what what do you guys prefer when you go to charleston uh lewis or home team i've only been to home team um really I don't know, man. Man, you know, they're both so damn good. It really comes down to the sides and what really what sides you're in the mood for. One does a little bit different sides than the other, but I would say that the actual barbecue itself is pretty on par with each other. Um, Lewis has that, uh, I can't think of what they, it's whatever the, the, Texas hot sausages, yeah, yeah. The, and and I think that that's Texas, something. Uh, hot you guys, yeah, been, Texas hot gut sausage. You guys aren't hungry enough, apparently, because I, I, I haven't had it, and I don't know the last time we were up there, really. Right. But I take either. Oh, I take I, either. I can't, oh, yeah. I can't like. Well, that's what I'm saying. At the moment, I mean, it's like it's been a long enough to where. I, I'll go I'll, both. How I'll, about that? I'll see your fucking comment. And I'll raise you and say, I would be willing to go up there and have lunch at Lewis mm-hmm. and dinner down at Home Team. Right? Yeah, all in the same no day. So when I saw Ben about this time last year in Charleston, I was down there in Savannah for a work trip. Came back up to Charleston. I had, oh, I think we had Lewis for lunch, Home Team for dinner. Yep. Then woke up late breakfast, so we skipped breakfast and had home team again for lunch. The home team breakfast. And then flew back an hour later. That's oh, awesome. Right. Worst, worst 48 <laughs> hours of my life. <laughs> Best 24 leading up to the worst 48. Uh-huh. But. So what you're saying is you had the meat sweats. Oof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A plane is not the place you want to be after consuming <laughs> well, barbecue. Much barbecue. I consumed barbecue in moderation. I just had the right. home team for dinner. Mm-hmm. Quitter. Well, <laughs> I didn't then, get. I wasn't in town for lunch. I didn't get in town till like four yeah, o'clock. Yeah, we were on the water and went straight to home team. Menu. You know where I haven't had barbecue, but I really want to have barbecue in South Carolina. Is there's that place that Wilds always stops in between. The farm and coming down there, it's like a little isn't it his roadside place shack. With the fucking ginger ale. No, I got that one time. Remember that he was like, "Oh, this ginger ale, and it's made from some like river, creek, or something." Well, that's there. that's the Blenheim um, ginger ale that you're talking yeah. about. But no, there's like, like somewhere between. No, it's like a somewhere between the the where he lives and when he goes to Charleston. 
there's some little roadside barbecue joint, and I can't think of the name of it. I can't it. either, oh, but I, I can real see cool it in my looking. head. It's yeah. real cool looking. He's taking a couple photos of his boat and out front of it and his, or his car or whatever out front. And I want to say the last time I've seen he and Bree stop there. Or kind some, of like a little shack. Yeah, it's like looking. a little shack. Yeah, yeah. But somebody, and maybe it wasn't the um, the Drakes that did the, the story, but I think it was somebody had landed a helicopter mm-hmm. right across Sweet. the street. And like when, you, when your fucking barbecue is so good that people are willing right. to take a helicopter right. up to get a little bite like, of barbecue. Dude, I take the uh, so Scott's it's like a, pit barbecue. That might be what it is. I got to get some really good. Yep, that's yeah. it. I got to get some good barbecue. Get to the chopper. I thought. And then they. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I thought you every. You close your boots in your motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> Carl, get down. Get down. Get the barbecue. I've had so much good barbecue in North and South Carolina that I figured every little roadside barbecue joint was going to be a hitter. But. Oh, you there, there's a, there, you there's a few bad ones. There's a few bad ones. We we went to one that I swore I'd been to before, and apparently I hadn't. We get in there, we get a uh, pulled pork sandwich, and it's damn near frozen. Mm. It's a cold. Oh, that's sandwich. bullshit. Yeah. Mm. So now no barbecue sauce is like that you, mustard. You two went to uh, two three nine flies yep. a little while back, and. I meant God, to ask you, that? like, how did you guys go? Did you guys take the interstate the whole way, or did you go the back way? 95, 70, okay. 27. Okay, so you guys took the route, and fuck all if I can remember the little teeny tiny town, and it's like, welcome to, and then you're out of it. But on if you're on the way to 239, on the left-hand side of the road is a barbecue joint and the thing that really catches your attention is there's big signs that say "Truckers Welcome." Are you talking about LaBelle? Oh, you're talking no, about Cafe no, Risque. No, 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 no. Truckers Welcome. And and I stopped there because I I had that project last summer where I was down to Bonita Springs a bunch. Hell of a and I had driven past it like two or three times. And every time I went by, like you'd get the the wafting smell of hickory smoke. And so the next time I went, I was like, I got to stop. And I talked about it on the podcast. Oh, they had that sandwich or whatever breakfast sandwich, sandwich thing. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. This is a bar- just a barbecue sandwich. Uh, it was pulled pork, but the fucking sandwich was so big. Like halfway through the sandwich, I was like, "There's no way I'm going to finish this if I keep eating it like a sandwich." So I like took the bread off and just like ate. The- yeah. Like it had to have had like a pound and a half of fucking meat. It was unreal. So. Since yeah. you have the puzzled look and you obviously didn't stop there, no. the next time that we plan a trip down there, I will accompany you guys, yeah. and we have to go to that barbecue joint because it is some of the best fucking barbecue that's passed these here lips Works yeah. for me. in the state of Florida. I mean, yeah, that's... I don't, that's even... I don't remember smelling it. You guys went so like, guys late in the day, though, too, like in the evening? Yeah, I think Mark picked me up around 2 uh-huh. ish. Ish. Yeah, so it would have been daylight when you went past. Oh yeah, yeah, but I don't, I don't recall seeing it. Mm-hmm. Oh well, uh, I, I guarantee you it ain't going to business. No. There isn't fuck all between ninety five and you going to the west coast, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. There's not much. Twenty nine. 
That oh, that twenty seven. I, I took that route up here yesterday. So you went Chrome, up straight up twenty seven. Yeah. Oh damn! Uh, through South Bay, through Belle Glade, through Pahokee, through Canal Point, through Indian Town. Now that's the that's I the like ride Indian that Town. I took when I found that breakfast sandwich. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like spam with an egg, and it had like this special fucking like sauce on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On a king roll. God oh, that's damn! Leaving and for like an extra yeah. dollar, they'll show you a unicorn real quick. <laughs> <laughs> they'll just open like a little, like a little flap. Out of cage. And it's like, look, uh-huh. since you're gonna eat this sandwich, look sh- and open it real, just like for no like pictures. a second. Yeah, no pictures. That's like that's they'll like Ben's you. three-legged goat story, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> show you real quick. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna see if I can just look on the map here and figure out where I'm talking about. Have you seen the about. Netflix documentary? The Legend of Turtle Island or Cocaine Island? No. 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 I highly recommend. And Turtles? No, it's about this guy who Cocaine, finds, not that much. <laughs> it's, it's Turtle a guy Island's like, bring the family. Cocaine Island's like, man, no, 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 no don't I'll, go I'll there. The, the right name. If, there, if you don't do anything this weekend but one thing, watch Go to movie. Cocaine Island. Carl, have you With seen the tweet? It's Bill Nye the Science Guy. I love Bill Nye the Science saying Guy. Saying something about, like... Yeah, Legend of Cocaine. Calling people out for turtles choking on straws. Oh, really? And Ryan Reynolds. Or he's like, you know what turtles don't like? Choking on straws is what it says. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds retweets him and says, awful bold of you to assume turtles don't have daddy issues. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Ryan some people Reynolds. carry dive knives. Some people carry straws. Exactly. Right. It yeah. may be like an Arcadia. Where okay. that? Where that joint is? Where's Arcadia? Arcadia's on. Is that north of Lake Forty. Four forty four. Four forty one. Oh, is that right there at Naples? No, it's oh. in. It's like in the middle. It's like That's twenty-seven cross. and kind of. It's the, uh, it's the west end of seventy. So on the east, you have Port St. Louis. Where is that in relation to Lake uh, LaBelle? Oh, I don't know. Oh, Port St. Lucie. It's north of... Port St. Lucie, like straight across. It'd be like where you turn on 70, where you take the drop road to LaBelle. Mm -hmm. It's it's up on the... It's up 70. I think it's 70, like straight across. Yeah. That's a weird part of town. I think the town there's got that tank in the middle, right? It's not like a town square. There's yeah, no I think I know oh, what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to go to a that has the tank and helicopter. And oh, that's Okeechobee. Yeah, that's a yeah. weird town. That's too. a veterans park. Yep. Yeah. There's a in Arcadia. I used to go to a dude shop. A um, it was a like a builder, a cabinet guy, whatever for work stuff. And his shop was in the old service department of like a 19. I don't know when it was built. Like nineteen oh something, but the whole side wall of this shop, the on the outside, was a nineteen sixty four Impala, Ooh. and like you know those like, go get you an Impala, and it's like mm-hmm. these like sixties looking people like all dressed sixties like getting in, and it was like this, you know, because it was a big Chevy dealer apparently right there somewhere, you know, years years past, and that was. His shop was a service department for like some old Chevy dealer. That's sick. So he's got the six four. That's like <laughs> sixty four feet long. 
like down the side, you know, like the yeah, whole yeah. side of the a brick building, like hand painted. That's it is unbelievable. It's so cool. So there's a lot of that stuff like left out there because it it never really like you know popped missing. off out there. Like remember the on I four all those was it airstreams? Yeah, yeah. Didn't they take them down? What do you mean? Maybe I four was a weird, they, a weird it, room. It was like a weird art thing. They were like in various stages of like it, it's like they're right. gone because yeah. there's oh, an airstream dealer there now no. that they like completely built a new building and went like like all mainstream. Like oh, right I know exactly where that is. It's yeah, it's like it's pretty it's far, right there. Yeah. It's it's like Plant City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't remember them having some thing set up like now. That. You know, it's cool because like they're all stuck mm-hmm. uh, long in. Yeah. We used to like when we used to go over to Bush Gardens as kids. That was like not one of our like. City, what is it? Rip City. No. no, no, it's not Rip City. That's too mainstream. Yeah. The um, you're talking about Wingstop. <laughs> <laughs> now the only like things that are there from when I was a kid, there's still the Fantasy of Flight, um, yeah. DC three. Yeah, which still looks. It dude it, eerily like it, it, oh I found oh, look, it still I found eerily. it oh look a childhood memory it's smoking yeah. Joe's barbecue oh, that's smoking it. yo yeah. I'm out again something's out something happened it my cord went out yeah You're Ben's like the lifeblood of this whole situation well and when his mic goes out it gets real is, quiet there's no reason to continue and weird it. yeah it's it's uh, uh, oh. I heard it no no it snap crackle and popped though like my favorite cereal put your um, those are Rice Krispies. There we go. There, He's back. Back, no, back, I'm, back, uh, back. You, I'm not back on my end. Yeah, I can hear you. You can. Okay. Well, this is it. a like low key part. Yeah. So, Smoking Joe's is in Bowling Green, oh, Florida. So, uh, you're talking off. Of, oh, there's that's a, off of 17. Bowling okay. Green is like the name of the town where they make Corvettes okay. yeah. in like Michigan, Kentucky. Kentucky. Bowling Green. There you yeah, go. That's like yeah. an hour away from me. Nice. Yeah. So there's a Bowling Green, Florida, but yeah. they don't make Corvettes it's where your, there. It's where your girl lives. All Jen Callet. Hey Jen, if you if you if, if you're out there, hit right. me up. Trying to s- I'm terrified of finding her. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who gone. is it? Huh? Who is it? Jen Catlett. When me and Ted were in Nashville, she was looking for. Uh, was that the Skull Girl? Copenhagen. Yeah. She wanted. Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Oh, she's trying to get a lipper. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, Skull was for pussies. So. <laughs> You know? Oh, she was looking for like a like a like a Copenhagen. Like she a wanted full a man's flavor. cut. Yeah, and then right. she like picks so big ass gummer, shoves it in her lip, and then it's like leans over and is like, "So where are you from?" Right. And apparently, her and her. Where husband, are you from, pretty boy? Yeah, pretty yeah. Much. Terrified, dude. So, I'm gonna see her one day. Yeah, I didn't know you knew her like full name. It's, it's pretty rad. In my, it's the, saved in my phone <laughs> as Jen Catlett. The hot ass bitch I met at Tequila Cowboy Bar. That's Dude, my phone that's, just went that's off. That's the name. Dude, my phone just went off. <laughs> yeah, stop. It's her. Yeah. Oh god. Um, <laughs> the funniest thing about that funny. is I always know I can poke Andrew with that story, and he's gonna rattle the full name off. Right. Jen. Every time. I've never met a Jen Catlett before. Probably never will again. I hope not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you you made a. We were talking there. The Tricare for Life, mm-hmm. right? Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> and 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 we were talking about like uh, the uh, phenomenon of marrying somebody that you've only known for like 
three weeks or three months or something mm-hmm. like that. And a dependapotibus. And a depend a dependapotibus. And Andrew uh, made made the comment. He was like, "Yeah, you know, this is kind of how it goes at the bar." Is like. So, uh, what's your pay grade? I mean, rank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're you're a warrant officer. Oh, mm. nice. Yeah. Mark, did you ever get Sasha Campbell? No. no. Yeah, it's probably I did schools yeah. there, but gross. There's a bar there called the Electric Cowboy. Not to kill a cowboy, the one I was at. Right. But different, different cowboy. Different cowboy. Yeah, yeah. Completely different. Way cowboy. worse. Right. Way worse. Um, I've never heard of dudes getting drugged at bars. But oh, apparently, no. yeah. Hell yeah. yeah, that's like <laughs> Vegas level. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, some weird shit goes down in my part of town, but <laughs> <laughs> my part of town. Yeah. Looking for that full implant of mm-hmm. the uh, Tricare for Life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty brutal, man. Like that's like they're. I think what 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 would they call that in the. Fin- like financial or insurance Targeting? world, the persterpes. Persterpes. Yeah. What? Right. What? What? Right. It's, it's so like I was say, don't think you're just gonna blow it by it's that. How word. Family, <laughs> it's how like family kind of lineage works, and like where you like where shit gets comments. left to different people or whatever. Okay. And the way you remember how it works. Where I'm from, they call that a will. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. but the way you remember how it works is uh, herpes. Never get uh, rid of it. Who's, who's like who would catch it first? Oh, Persterpes is like how how it, it's uh, yeah, like how like meted <laughs> out. STD runs oh, yeah, down the yeah, yeah. Persterpes. Yeah, and a state of decadent is disturbed. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. That sounds military as fuck. Well, it's Wikipedia, so they misspelled Wikipedia. They put disturbed. It should be distributed. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know Wikipedia Classic. is is like the gospel. source the right. gospel. That's the way. So Carl's right. Yeah. So is, like this is the way. So if you go to this a bar and get knocked up Sturpees. by a Tricare, <laughs> you probably have Tricare too because your kids. <laughs> like you know the best what I mean? Kind of STD, right? For you, you I just mean, like caught. Yeah. Health insurance for the rest of your life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I guess there's way worse things to catch. Mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, it's, it's a weird environment, dude. And Nashville is kind of like, kind of sort of like that, but kind of not. And uh, I live next to a bunch of, first, uh, sorry, second lieutenants. It's about eight of them. And it's like the frat house. They call themselves the meat factory because they work out <laughs> in the parking lot, shirts off. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was weird times at the beginning of COVID. And uh, they went down there. When they're like, all they're like, um, their, what is the, the app? The Tinder. Yeah. Well, people didn't like want to like meet each other and like get COVID. So all they were doing is like eight men working out. Not constantly. even. They would, they would have full on parties. We were going to parties at every weekend, like start on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, all just ragers. And then at the meat factory. Yeah. Oof. And then in, in Nashville started to open it back up. And right as that kind of happened, we had all the peaceful protest happen. 
which turned into riots in Nashville and burned down the courthouse, burnt the courthouse. So they went down there one weekend and uh, they started a fucking riot. Like they oh, got, they, just, us, like, they went to a karaoke bar and one of them got on stage. It's like start a fucking riot and kept yelling that. And the bouncer had to kick him out before shit got wow. too kinetic. But yeah, they got tear gas and all this other shit. So wow. Do you have a patio? I do. Next time they're working. Do you call out, it a Florida room? <laughs> a Florida room. <laughs> Next time they're working out in the parking lot, you need to get softened butter, butter sticks. Yeah. Throw it at them. <laughs> Why? Mm-hmm. Because but, oh, so it slip? No. Just a to grease them down. Is known as a butter butter bar. bar. Oh, yeah. That's a good oh. Point. So I I don't know how well you heard that, but Mark suggested I throw <laughs> soft right. butter at second lieutenants. Yeah. Working out in the parking lot shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> They're not real officers. No. There's something like insanely homoerotic about that. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Why the meat factory? Why the meat make, factory yeah. and chucking like molten butter and <laughs> dairy working out. So how was your weekend? Yeah. Ah, pretty fun. Just chucking butter down right. at the meat factory. Pretty cool. Me and my friends went to the store and some fucking weirdo called me an, a double F. <laughs> well, I was trying to get. It. <laughs> this bros being. But I was guys, in a pretty man. good mood, so I didn't like so I freak out because the yeah, so the because the raccoon lady was there, so I just kind of <laughs> chilled out and went and did a. Little press in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> they all tried to give each other fades because they had to have the haircut, oh. but no haircut place was open. Oh no! <laughs> Mark, I need to point your attention and why this whole conversation made me have the synapse fire that that <laughs> brought this to forbearance. The most recent Drake magazine, which I know you subscribe mm-hmm. to casually flip through it and there is a article a story about a particular new captain in Jacksonville, Florida that's also an attorney Jacksonville I like attorneys you've met him before Carl's met him before you ever paid him anything before? Um, <laughs> you paid him a very close visit right after oh, some no, ranch no, sauce. No, no. Him? Yes. Oh, that's oh, awesome. God. Yeah. Like, I wanted to write a letter to the editor and be like, do you have any idea oh, who who wrote an article for you and what a fucking uh, douchebag the guy can be? <laughs> I was I was like flipping through because when I get the new copy of the Drake, I'm pretty I'm pretty simple and I I treat it as a picture book. I yeah. go through and look yeah. at all the pictures first, and then at some point I'll circle back around and decide what, what articles yeah. I'm going to read and, and and everything. And as I was going through, I was like, Wait a second, why is this name? ringing and then i started reading the article and i was like oh my god it's that guy (laughs) and when you read the article and you know what we know it's just (laughs) fucking hilarity absolute hilarity how how do you go to law school pass the bar (laughs) and then end up being a fishing guide who also wanted to start a podcast. Yeah. 
So Can I feel bad about that. <laughs> that no, saying years, no, months no. or years or whatever no. later, should I feel bad about my reaction? I did kind of later that night a little bit, but not that much. I think that you had a very subdued reaction right. to it all. There was yeah. I, I was pulling the choke collar on the pit bull. Right. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Shh. <laughs> I was like, this is a per- this brand new Yeti store is a perfect location for just a sweet knockdown drag out. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about starting a riot. Right. <laughs> it just yeah. about happened. Did you hear about that that, that one man riot? Sure. In South Carolina. <laughs> Florida man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Florida man visits South Carolina. Never allowed back. Andrew's got the look on his face like he has no clue what we're talking about. Do you not listen about. to our podcast? Because this is like <laughs> the do third not time today we've made a reference to something you look just like. Do you not care? Um, are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think the podcast is probably in the same same place that our group text our group is. Text? Yeah, muted, Lost. Oh. limbo. Oh, yeah. No, I, I listen to just about every podcast. Okay. Well, when we went to the Taylor's Ball a couple years ago, we this same Jacksonville-based attorney decided to chug ranch. And, 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 and you know I, what? I, I, I would have respected that. it if he could have take, he'd taken it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he... But his he's gag a spitter, reflex. not a swallower. <laughs> yeah, his gag oh, reflex God. kicked in, and I happened to be standing right in front of him. And, and, and Carl got sprayed and hoses me down with fucking ma- like stomach ranch. ranch. Yeah, stomach esophagus ranch. Can you mouth the name? I don't know his name. Watch, I, I can't will. remember it. No, I will. I will. Go. Fat fuck. <laughs> Fat prick. <laughs> Was that quiet enough? And then, <laughs> yeah, real, real discreet and tasteful. Fat fucker. The uh, so I'm like, what the fuck? Because I like, I didn't, I didn't even see the like the, the chugging, chugging part as much. It just some He's dude just shows up all of a sudden in my face and just goes brah. And just like, <laughs> and I'm like, so like, what's the movie where like Roadhouse? Uh, no, the Bruce one with like the the. They have to like get the demons out of some chick. Oh, oh, exorcist! Yeah, exorcist, like spraying green like shit everywhere. It was like that. I'm like, whoa! It was one of those moments in your life where the sound effect of the needle getting slid off the fucking (laughs) turntable, crickets. Like the whole place was like, holy shit! What a what just happened? And oh Jesus Christ, what's going to happen? It was, was just, fucking yeah. crazy. I just thought it'd be funny. Yeah. Carl <laughs> takes his, he's got a brand new Sims. Yeah, nice Sims down. button up. Usually they Only, buy me dinner before they. Right. Yeah. Right. You, you know, you know, Carl, that Sims is probably 10 years old. Brand mm-hmm. spanking new with a tag. No, I had, no, it I, it was a, no, you, it was yeah, from Rich. Really? Yeah. No, it was from Rich Freena. Yeah. It was my yeah. district angler, dude. It, <laughs> district angling yeah. situationer. And, Carl takes it off. And oh, when the shirt was coming off, I was like, oh, fuck, this is stage one of right. here comes the fight. Right. <laughs> just wraps it around the guy and is like, hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> no, not yeah, around he, him, around his neck. Around his well, neck. Yeah, what, what do they call it? A ligature. Right. Yeah. yeah. Carl went full ligature. He, and uh, nice piano he was going to Epstein me. the guy. <laughs> right. Epstein. I didn't have any piano wire <laughs> on me, so 
next best. And I knew District Angling, Rich Freno, sells quality tops. Quality news that I can <laughs> yeah, take. That I can take a little bit of heat. <laughs> and, and, stretch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then Carl like proceeded to kick him out of the Yeti store. He's like, you're done. Yeah, you're done. You got to get out of here. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry, man. And just ducktailed and ran. I was, I was trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. like, And that was the weirdest. Like, and, and I actually believe that part of the story was he really thought he was going to have this moment where by 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 chugging a gallon like a fucking gallon of ranch ranch one. dressing that he was going to impress us all and we we're going to be like holy shit we just met the coolest motherfucker right. of the night at the yeti store i really didn't get that kind of vibe from the yeti store in charleston i already know ranch water dude <laughs> yeah, exactly I'm good I don't need <laughs> yeah, yeah. right so yes, it's it like is. It's like when you know, you know, you already associate with the king of ranch. <laughs> I know a dude who can do what you're trying to do without even knowing it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Guess what? Still holds it down. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, it was, it was nice of him. He sent a, he sent an apology on the old Graham. Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Yeah. When he sobered We're up. getting wild. Though. Yeah. We were. Being wild, footloose and fancy free, bunch of wild guys. I didn't think they served uh, food at the Yeti place there. They, no, they had, it, had it. No, it was oh, catered. It was catered. It was catered. It was it was part of the after party. It was the after party. It was home team. Yeah, yeah it was delicious. Uh, and they had like all these. Uh, it was the home team wings, like a buffet, you know, like you know, like a happy hour type, type buffet. And uh, they had drinks. They had beer. Like you can get beers and stuff there. And uh, just got a little, little nutty, a little wild, yeah, just, a little wild. Just a couple, you know, a couple guys from Oak Hill, Oak Hill. Just a couple the YouTube hell. stations, you know, from from Oak Hill. You can take the boys out the trailer, but you can't take the trailer out the boys. <laughs> yep. Man, you know that just fucking grinds it right into the fucking like taking your nose and just like a fucking puppy into shit, reminding us that. We didn't get to go to the fucking Taylor's Ball in 2020. They no. fucking I know. canceled I know. it and replaced it with a fucking tournament. You know? That, so that's a big <laughs> part of, like, a lot of the stuff we were kind of talking about earlier, um, off mic, on camera, uh-huh. when I was mic'd up, you know, like a professional. <laughs> right. Um, there's a lot about that tournament stuff that is like that. Big man on campus, so cool mm-hmm. thing that was of a huge vacuum when I was like, oh, look, fly fishing in saltwater. And then it was like, but there's no like rad dudes, which I love. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, you move into like this, like, everybody's just like cool and either picking it up, done it for a while and doesn't care, whatever. And that's something that has, I, th- I feel like, grown. Like over the last five or six years. Right. I think I didn't initially know, or maybe they're just lower key. Right. Didn't realize that they were like cool dudes of like fly fishing. Because you know, if you like tournament fish, there's always like, like, what? Like Kevin Van Dam? Yeah, there's well, always like some, yeah. you know, well, there's no series. There's no series. Right. Like, there's right. not going to be any celebrity. Tournament anglers, right? 
unless you get into like tarpon, tarpon like tarpon right. tournaments or like permit key. tournaments. Like there's it's, like that, it's that, in that the weird keys. the flashes the flashes so in harder the, in fly fishing. Right. Oh yeah. oh yeah. And and here's the thing, like if if you were to be well enough endowed in the wallet to participate in these big like the gold cup, the hall. Oh, right, right, right. Like the, the big ones, yeah. The big ones. And let's say that we find out that the gold cup's going on and we're like, fuck, man, we need to get down there. This is like where the fucking real anglers are. You mm-hmm. know, these are badasses. These are the fucking, these are the yeah. the big swinging dicks of fly fishing. Let's go down there and check it out. You might recognize one or two names. And the only reason you recognize them is it happens to be people that you might know or you've seen on Instagram. Right. But 90% of the field, the anglers, you don't know who they are. They're just like rich doctors or right. you know, guys that can afford to hire a guide for right. four or five days, plus pay the entry fee. Probably, I don't know how it even works. Like, how do you get invited? Because they're all invitational tournaments. Right. So it's like, you know, do you send in your financial statement first? And they're like, okay, right. this so guy qualifies. Tax returns, yeah. You yeah. Send your um, <laughs> and that's not to take anything away from their skill set, so to speak. But it makes you wonder, like, if if you're a good caster and you can hire the guide and the guide's willing to take you on and you enter that tournament, like, Right, so like, the guide like, like has to kind of vet these people a little bit, so they have to be okay. Yeah, because the guide wants to go in there, and he wants the notoriety because right. it's going to improve his position probably right. on how much he can charge and how sure. how, how much he's sure, going to be sure, booked sure. during yeah. tarpon season because he put his angler on the winning fish, blah, right. blah, blah. It's just like the uh, Del Brown or the March Merkin. You know, if you're in the permit world, then – you know, you probably know those permit fishermen's names, mm-hmm. but outside of the permit tournament circle, you're like, who? Right. There's a weird heard circle. There's a, another weird circle with that that I saw kind of bleed over a little bit <clears throat> with, and it, there, there's only a few in the world, but like the bill fish, like big sport fish oh, like boats the, that do bill fish shit. Right. The fucking boat's worth more. Oh, yeah. Like, when you go down to, like, I don't know, Costa Rica or whatever and win some cool cup of whatever. Right. Against, like, Michael Jordan. Right. Um, your boat is worth more money. Just because it has more, the notoriety. Like, yeah, yeah. Because it's, like, it's a tournament winner. Yeah, it's a tournament winning, blah, 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 blah. And, and, you know, like, let's back it up and say, you know, like, the... I don't even know what they called it this year because... Um, in the past, it was what the Taylor's Cup. Cup. Yeah, this year it was like the Charleston Cup or something yeah. because something it went, like Low that. Country Cup, Low Country like, Cup. Yeah. And I'll be honest, the my take on those tournaments, it's a social event. It's a social event. I would hope because that whole thing well, that I did was so stressful, and it was like a negative. It was definitely a negative in my like fishing life. Hold on, what, did you? Did uh, we you used to, I used to tournament fish with my brother. Oh, okay. Just like regular, like conventional tackle. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was not great. Well, like when <clears throat> when we originally came up with the idea of the dinghy mm-hmm. derby, um, you know, I used to host a, 
a tournament here in Oak Hill called the Oak Chillin' Invitational. Mm-hmm. And it ran for five years, and it was like like everybody wanted to come to the Oak Chillin' Invitational. Why did they want to come? It wasn't because nobody, nobody wanted to be mm-hmm. necessarily competitive and win it. It was a great barbecue. There was tons of beer. There was a T-shirt for the event. Mm, and like Sold. You know, and so everybody wanted to mm-hmm. do it because yeah. it was the camaraderie, the whole group that I ran right. with, everybody, you know. And nobody really gave a shit who won it. Uh, and, and the winner got artwork. And, right, right. You know, so it was so like there was no money. And be with friends. Yeah, exactly. And I've fished. Uh, Brian Clancy used to have the um, Mosquito Lagoon on fly. Mm-hmm. I only fished that tournament one year out of like the five or six years that it that it went on, and I had fun. But I'm with you. There's 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 certain amount of seriousness, and you put all this pressure on yourself. So when we were talking originally about you know how can we do this fundraiser for MDC, I was like, I do not want to do a tournament because if you're doing a tournament, inevitably, especially here in the lagoon. 90% 90% plus of the field is going to come in with fucking goose eggs. It's right. just the fucking way right. it is. Yeah. So they've had a miserable like day. any other weekend. They, I mean, really. It, exactly. Yeah. And they're going to come in, and they're going to be amongst their peers, and they're going to be like, yeah, we fucking got skunked. Versus we came up with the idea of the dingy derby with the poker run, where it doesn't fucking matter. Everybody has the same chance of randomly fucking winning. There's no pressure. No. You know, it's just fucking have a good time. So it was nice to eliminate the competitive aspect of an event and just create an event that was just a fucking good time. Yeah. So that's something that I guess is kind of neat from skateboarding days and whatever. It was definitely like there was more of that, like we were talking about earlier again. Um, Learning, watching, mm-hmm. looking, you know, and be able to see it in real life. And, you know, what? so what's he doing to, like, make that happen? Right. Why does that, you know, like, why can he just do that every, you know, whatever trick, whatever whatever he's doing? Why is that happening every time? No sweat. And I'm, like, killing myself over it. So, so talking about, you know, skateboarding contests, because mm-hmm. they don't have tournaments, they have contests. Right. Wyatt used to uh, skate the Grind for Life series, uh-huh. and they're so subjective. Well, they're so, so subjective, weird. and it's and it really if the if the judges like the kid, right. the kid gets higher scores. No matter how well it, or how shitty he skates, that kid's just you know going to get those those higher scores. But what I always liked about going to those contests with Wyatt and taking him. He was having fun, and that was the whole reason he was going, because yeah. he was having fun. And at the end of every one of those contests, they had a product toss. Oh, yeah. Where it's like all the kids are down in the bowl, and they're just like throwing decks and T-shirts. Yeah. And it's like a fucking mosh pit, yeah, man. Yeah. It's like fucking brutal. But <laughs> They had a couple at Tampa Skate Park uh-huh. where like if like a, like a skate deck, it floats up in the air, it comes down. It comes Flutters. Down. And then there's like this group of kids that starts going so crazy, just the pits of hell open. Yes, <laughs> yes. Dude, it's like pure warfare. <laughs> Elbows getting yeah. thrown. Oh, it's terrible. People it's coming terrible. out bloody nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, at the skate contest, the thing that was really cool, you know, it's broken down different age groups or whatever. But then when 
you know, the last group to go and, you know, street, eh, yeah. you know, at a skate park, you can call it street all you want. It's still, it's still not a transition. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's still transition, but the bowl contest, when the bowl contest that usually goes off, man, yeah. holy shit. It starts going off and like, you know, really quick, who's the best fucking guys in there. And like sometimes the vibe would be so intense that the contest is over. They've stopped scoring, and then it's just like this free for all right. of these guys getting in the bowl, just fucking ripping it. Yeah. And everybody around the entire bowl is just stoked. Yeah. And nobody gives a shit who's getting the fucking trophy. It's just right. this fucking stoke fest. Right. It could be like 45 minutes after the right. buzzer, and it's just going crazy. It's yeah. going all, like. And the, and the cool thing is, like, there's fucking music pumping, yeah. and, and guys are just skating their balls off. And then um, d- d- you're old enough, but he's old enough because he's older than you. Did mm. you ever know Jimmy the Greek? Yeah, I know who that is. Dude, fucking Jimmy the Greek, mm. man. He He's, like, fucking probably, like, 55 or so. I bet he's from He's from the Tarpon. West. Yeah, he's, he's from over yeah. in Tarpon Springs. And he... That guy is fucking amazing. He actually, believe it or not, he was pro for a very short time. He actually had a deck, um, a Jimmy the Greek deck from uh, Black Label. He was a no, te- sure. he was a team yeah. rider for Black Label for a while. And I, I definitely remember the name for sure, for sure. And man, when that guy skates, it is like fucking magic. And the funny, like the the one time it was at the St. Pete Skate Park that's right the on the river, one. the new one yeah. under the bridge, and he was fucking shredding the bowl with a fucking PBR in his hand the yeah. whole way, and like when he finished it, he just like dropped it in the bowl, yeah, and he would do some like air out and come back in, and he would. It would almost be like uh, speed wobbles to get around the can. So yeah, he didn't, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And he, I mean, so how how could? And, and it's not possible, like because there, there's no way. Like, but could you imagine, like, if if somehow the fly fishing tournament world was that kind of was fun? That fun was right, that fun? Right. Then I'd be like, I would. I'd be like, yeah. boys, we're going to right. the keys this weekend. There's the fucking uh, right. Don Holly contest. So I think what it is is there's Andy Mill fucking casting like yeah, a crazy yeah. man, yeah. and you're like, fuck yeah, Andy, throw those loops, motherfucker. I think it's <laughs> it's having a big party in a small bar. Yeah, you the a skate park, especially a good tournament like the Tampa Ams or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. and the bowl tournament at the Tampa Ams, everybody's around. A fucking swimming pool. The concrete this, jam. Because, yeah. okay, so Tampa Skate Park has always been the two buildings mm-hmm. with all wooden ramps inside. And that's where the contests always happen mm-hmm. for the Tampa Am or the Tampa Pro. Right. And then Team Payne in that courtyard in between did the concrete park. That's oh, I've between. never seen You've that. You've never? Oh, no. my God, dude. It was a vert so, ramp. Okay, so do you need to go on YouTube? And you need to look up the Converse Concrete Jam at Tampa Pro. It's like a two or three day contest. Mm -hmm. And it's usually like on Friday night. And it's like for money. Mm -hmm. So people just go berserk. People go berserk. And and literally, 
it's like last man standing. Mm-hmm. Like they, 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 and you know, somebody ultimately wins it and they get cash for winning it. So you've got the allure of cash. Mm-hmm. So these kids are doing crazy shit. Like there's guys climbing on top of the building, doing an acid drop mm-hmm. off the roof yes. into the These new are concrete full course warehouse style buildings, big, yeah. tall. Yeah. You, dude, I'm telling you, there is some insane. And there's yeah. a keyhole yeah. where the door goes into the building, and some of the tricks that get done over, over that keyhole yeah. is fucking nuts. Man, that's funny. I guess it's been a while since I've been there. Yeah. What's there was just about? one building. It was it was one building when I was well. It was eventually I was there when it's been two buildings too. But it, when I started going, there was just one it building. Was just one. They had like a little backyard, and their uh-huh. small bowl was outside. Yeah. What, what am I googling? Uh, and it was all wood. Spawn. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Skate park at Tampa. Converse. Concrete jam. But the the should come up. Like the a, a fishing tournament, just by I think it's just by the nature of like kind of the setup. It's just too big, right? There's not enough people in too big of an area, so the like you don't get the like energy like of like a no really it, good concert in a really small venue. Right. You know what I mean? And we're right. just like wow, like everybody's going nuts. And I think it's just <clears throat> that's when like um. I don't know, like weird egos come out. Like everybody wants to be king of the mountain because you're a little bit more like loner. It's not like a group activity. It's it, kind of a. There was a, I think it was Millhouse podcast that talked about if you want to have fun, go to the bar that has a bunch of airboats parked in front of it, not the bar that has a bunch of skiffs parked in front of it. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I could All see right. it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. There's something about the fly fishing. I mean, it's just too. I think we're too segregated well, in our own head about us versus them. Well, right. and it gets into the how serious are you taking yourself and why are you taking yourself as serious? Have fun. The right. whole thing is to not like fishing for me is a way to step back from what's going on in my day to day world and it's, to, it's a way to remove right. pressure, right? right. So why do I want to reintroduce pressure and stress into something I'm using to actively get away from that? Yeah, right. I think it's such an intense thing. You know, it's you're finding a small fish in a big ocean, and to get to the point where you can connect those two, you know, you and the boat and the angler and the fish. But, but you know, let, let's not discount. There are certain people that have the personality that they thrive on that pressure. Sure, and that, oh, yeah. you know, so that yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that is the niche right. that think, they're filling. But I think I think it's very counter culture of fly fishing itself to create a contest within fly fishing to say I'm the big swinging dick this year. Yeah. Well, and that's just like mm-hmm. for me personally, I've, I've fished I think two tournaments, and I just kind of realized like this isn't like for me. This isn't what I'm going to choose to do mm-hmm. to pursue this hobby. My number one thing that I look at in the few tournaments that I've been in is if by some strike of lightning I'm able to pull off this win what do I win and it's typically if it's a cool piece of artwork I'm like cool I'm in Mm -hmm. and then I don't have the piece of artwork to begin with 
And if I leave without it, I'm still in the same boat. But the chance to get it is like, okay, cool. I'd like to get that piece of artwork from that particular artist. And that's a cool way to get it. Mm-hmm. And then secondary to that is how much is the entry fee? And then you're like, okay, but you're going to get a bag at the captain's meeting that's going to have A, B, C, and D in it. Mm. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That'll all work out. Yeah. It, you know, I could buy the same shit at the fly shop and, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, so that's kind of like, what do I get out of it even if I underperform or don't perform at all? Right. There was one called, um, it, it was a, a neighbor for the most part, like, you know, like neighboring neighborhood, I guess. Um, a doctor named Carl Flatley, and he had grown up like he was the guy that had the Christmas light thing. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. Like there is a light every couple square inches, right, from the curb all the way. I mean, all the way, all the way. He had his airboat out there with <clears throat> like rigged the reindeer alligators. Flying out in with front of Santa the, uh-huh. and everything like yeah. all over, it was insane. So people actually complained because it was like, you know, nearly twenty-four hour traffic right. in this neighborhood. So he turned it into, he was like swift enough to turn it into a like canned food drive. That's so smart. it was like something to do with like, you know, bettering the neighborhood, yeah, bettering the neighborhood, the community, or, you know, whatever. And it overwhelming support by everybody. Um, he had two daughters about around kind of my age, like, like one older, one younger. And, uh, and one of them passed away from like a super preventable, like issue at the hospital. So he started, he was on TV for a while, Dr. Carl Flatley. And he, so they did a, a tournament that was to raise money to train medical professionals about like this reasonably easy thing that somebody just missed. Right. It was honestly like super healthy kid, you know, whatever. It, they just missed this like dumb thing. So uh, we went out and fished that thing because we knew the dad and, you know, the, the we went to different schools, but, uh, you know, we knew the kids, whatever. And a lot of that was, that was actually funner because it was a, a kind of a greater cause Mm -hmm. so a lot of the field was there in support of the the cause and what he was doing there was still a little bit of that like like my tower is taller than your tower right um you know whatever problems yeah oh yeah for sure but they did the best job of just kind of tying it all in together um i think i was in the first year the second year when it was like baby baby tournament there was a cookout on like a spoil island as like at the end. Right. You know what I mean? It was really like laid back, really cool and like kind of like inclusive. You know, a couple classes, whatever. But they was like biggest this, biggest that, biggest the other. You know, like a lot of wild cards in there where everybody was kind of there was a lot more people like in the game. It wasn't like such a measuring contest. You know what I mean? Where it can it can get out of hand really quick if you don't actively right like yeah we're here to like fish but we're also here to like we'll see the difference between like that style of tournament is it's joe average anglers that are coming together and it's like you and i are going hey man let's get in this tournament you know it's for a good cause it's gonna be a fun time 
but you and I both are the consummate weekend warrior with right. the occasional treat of a midday or a right. midweek trip twice a year or whatever, where these tournaments like, you know, the tarpon tournaments and the permit right. tournaments, it's a legit professional working guide with a sport on the front that's taking this real super serious. Right. And it's all about the dick measuring contest. And that was one of the reasons, I guess it was the very last, the, the, the one year that I did the Mosquito Lagoon on fly, it was turned out to be the last year that Brian Clancy did it. And then the tournament just died and went away. Mm-hmm. And I ended up fishing it with uh, Ian uh, Slater. And one of the ways that I pitched it to Ian was, dude, you've got to come up and fish this tournament with me. And he was like, I don't know, man. I was like, no, dude, really, you've got to. I was like, what's awesome about this tournament is even if we don't even fucking boat a fish, we're going to be like 90% of the rest of the guys. Right. And the real funny part of it is there's a bunch of guys that, for whatever reason, this is the sixth year that they've done it, Brian doesn't delineate between average Joe weekend guy like we're going to be. Oh, and guide boats. And guide boats. So there's going to be actual guides that are fishing guys that are trying to fucking win this tournament. And for the last two or three years the winning boat has had one or two fish and I'm talking almost all the big name and I use big name in air Mm. quotes, big name mosquito lagoon guides go out and all week long you'll see on Instagram that they had five, eight, 10 fish days, Mm -hmm. but suspiciously on tournament day, they're just like the fucking rest of us. Right. And they show up with nothing to show. So that was a big, my big problem and and this is a like of course I'm like just completely gonna pat myself on the back. W- my brother and I had like unreasonable success. Was it luck? I'm sure of it. Right. Um. Fairly good weather days, but everybody has the same day. Mm-hmm. Um. And we did better on tournament day than we did on other days for sure. That it was, you know we had banner days on tournament days. The, people got pissed and second time we placed or won or whatever we got like downgraded and argued and this and that and the other because those are polaroid photo uh-huh. tournaments so oh no you didn't hold the fish right and it wasn't this way and that way and the other way and we're like okay yeah cool right it won last year but we <laughs> we forgot apparently by this year so one got like downgraded by the third one because everybody else is like in their big fancy stuff and they're, you know, so cool and look at their, you know, Loomis this and that and the other that it was like, oh, this can't happen. Right. And so we're not we, going to let it we happen. Got, they just were like, no, you're just out. We're like, why? Like, what's the deal? We got the photos, we got the whole nine yards, whatever. So they actually gave us the money and didn't give us the place. The f- Third or fourth one we did, and we're like, yeah, but uh, we're done. Right. We're like, we like, it's like that it got so measury and so weird. Yeah. And we're like, man, hopefully, like maybe not, maybe if we do that, I think it was the fourth one. Maybe we'll really fuck up and like not place that well, and people will be like, okay, we get it. Right. But you know, 
Um, we got an outboard the first time we damn holy shit yeah and people are like just macked out ready to go and like matching t-shirts and stuff we're like right on dude (laughs) did you win we did (laughs) you know like this big plate i got this huge like stainless plate thing from the first one but it just got so weird because how these guys are guides oh cool well we're young enough so we're like we just got to go to school and, like, part-time jobs and shit like that. We fish all the fucking time. Right. All the uh, Every fucking chance and we get. As I, now, as I'm, like, an adult, I realize that guides are uh, once, or, once or twice a week-ish. Mm-hmm. They're real serious about it. Right. You know what I mean? They're not out, like, that often. Unless yeah. they're, you know, fun fishing, maybe. So, yeah. It, that really took the wind out of, the like, the, the fun of that. Of those things. Yeah. The before party was always really cool because you didn't beat anybody yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everyone still liked each other. Yeah, yeah. Nobody was, like, pissed at each other. There's no boat there. Um, no boat show. There was a tournament that used to happen out here on the lagoon. The Redbone was here, wasn't it? They had I, I, a, I fished the Redbone. Yeah. Like, they had, a, like, another... Iteration yeah. up here. Yeah, well, it was called the Red Trout series uh-huh. of the Red Bone series yeah. because obviously there's no bonefish up here. Yeah. And uh, I fished that in 2006. And that was like the either the last year or next to the last year before Gary, what's his name from um, the Red Bone? Oh. His daughter's the one that had the MS or whatever. Yeah. Or not, not MS. Um, Cystic, Cystic fibrosis. fibrosis. Yeah. And, and, like, he scaled back all of his tournaments because, I mean, he, he was having them everywhere. And Mosquito Lagoon, it was based out of JB's. Um, it was smaller. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know if it's on the it's wall not, or not. Um, I, I won the fly division in 2006, and I got a um, George Martinez uh, framed, oh, cool. print, remarked, yeah. mm-hmm. and, you know, noted on there that it was from the tournament. So I mean, the one in... Obviously, the whole like line of both fly and spinning and casting rods, mm-hmm. and I think offshore rods even that they did for years and years and years. Probably I fished their spinning rods uh, years back years ago, yeah. and it was like a hundred dollar rod, but it was like fucking great, banging, yeah, yeah. banging. They, their fly rods, I think, were pretty fucking good too. I've seen them lately; they're old, they're right? They, they're, they're pretty fly nice. Rods? Yeah, yeah. But they, um, there were two piece most of them. Yeah. Two piece. Um, where Lorelei, if you, there's still like you know some like posters and signs mm-hmm. and stuff. And you're like, wow, this is a fucking big deal. I mean, the red bone, holy right. shit. You know, I don't even know if they do it at all anymore. There, no, I don't think they do it at all. Over, they have an art gallery. Yeah. Uh huh. So, so the tournament I was going to tell you about, um, buddy of mine used to run it. I never fished it. And it, it wasn't a fly fishing tournament. He would give out, he would go to Walmart and he would buy a bunch of like Snoopy rods. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would take place out here on the lagoon. And when you showed up to check in to start the tournament, he would give you your Snoopy rod. That's awesome. And he would give you a hook, a bobber. And maybe uh, like a pinch on weight. So yeah. everybody got the same gear. 
and he gave you one slice of bologna. Yeah. And then it was whoever came back with the biggest game fish by the time the lines were out. So you literally had to take the bologna and go and try to catch like a pinfish and then take the pinfish and get, you know, a trout or a redfish or a snook on a Snoopy rod. Sick. And it was like the most like hearing him tell the stories about like how much fun everybody had doing like, that tournament because it was just yeah. goofy as fuck yeah, to begin yeah. with. And like the biggest badass, if he couldn't fucking get a pinfish, right? Stays <laughs> over, you know what I yeah. mean? Like you're a god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew exactly where all the big like studs were. Yeah, you, you, you don't could. have shit to do anything with it. So right, like, yeah. unless they're gonna eat some bologna, you're right. fucked. I like that. <laughs> so. Unless you're going to eat some bologna, you're fucked. Story mm-hmm. <laughs> of my life. So uh, I guess the, the moral of this entire conversation is we're probably not going to be hosting a Taylor Trash fly fishing tournament. I, I'm, Though I'll be honest. I, I feel good about the invite, but I, I, I'm not expecting it. I have, been, I have been asked recently by multiple people um, – <laughs> To bring back the Oak Chillin Invitational because it was so like mellow about the competitive part and it's more more to do with like the barbecue at the end of the day. So I've been thinking about like bringing that back, but uh, you know I think we're going to stick with uh, poker runs and stuff like that because uh, for the podcast it seems to be the best way to go. Yeah, pretty with it. Least amount of drama. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Maybe one of these years I'll get down for one of those. Yeah, you need to. We're, we're we got big plans for for version three. We I'm gotta, pumped. We got to start another what two three weeks. Twenty twenty one will be here, and we'll have to yeah, start doing some planning. Yeah, we can start planning. it on the first. We can start getting heavy on the plans. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I was thinking about earlier in the year. Uh, well, originally we were last year was going to be like April, April, but then you know the. Fucking six months to flatten the curve happened. Yeah. Funny. Um, My two like jokes. What uh, What else we got to kick around? Anybody have any actual show notes that they had anything written down? I know I didn't. Nope. Not really. Got out in the water today, first time in a long time. Oh, yeah. 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 So uh, a couple of fishing reports. Ben and I um, mm-hmm. actually fished um over around Madeira Beach mm-hmm. uh, earlier this week we uh, managed to put one snook in the boat um nothing nothing grand Just but snook. uh a snook nonetheless so no we skunk no skunk and then uh Andrew and I snuck out today on a Wednesday and enjoyed some dirty water and uh Low visibility with with overcast clouds and well, there goes one. There goes one. Um, it's been wild. This last since the last <laughs> two, the last two weeks, it's like has, crazy. It's been like fucking pure wild. rain, high wind. Slash might be the same day. Slash beautiful, tons of sun, calm, nice, comfortable. Next day, freezing. Yeah, it's been a while. Next day, yeah. you know what I mean. And I'm like, roller coaster. What? Like, 
how do you even like start to formulate like a plan like oh it's it's cooling down this time of year better start looking at my different places for fish like well you don't know it's 75 and then it's 50 and then it's rainy and then it's shitty and then it's you know so just it's the last couple weeks has been stupid so part of our trip today i showed andrew the middle lagoon beach access Mm -hmm. the tide was high i don't know i didn't look at the tide chart to see if we were there at the very top of the tide seemed like it the waves were to the top of the dunes no way to the top of the fucking dunes crushing yeah and you've been out there like usually it's like you know 35 40 yards down to the water no, like white water coming up, lapping at the top of the fucking dunes. Oh, it was Dang. crazy. My trash pump. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Freeze me up. You know, yeah. so. Freeze me up, baby. That's pretty sweet, man. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Wild Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, we uh, met with Ben uh, midday and went up to JB's, had uh, the standard fare. The old uh, black and chicken sandwich, fries with a little bit of ranch dressing. The best item on the menu. I don't know that it's the best. It's the one I've probably eaten it's the good. most of in the last the twenty years. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's there's, there's, there's nothing dope. that's not yeah. good there. Yeah. Yeah. They have uh, steak. So uh, yeah, and maybe I'll try it one day. We went uh, with with when we went with Woody. I mean, everybody was like, yeah. We crushed and everything was awesome. Service was good. Yep. They were, there was uh, two big like uh, event tents being set up in the parking lot. You know where they have the parking lot uh, seating now? Yeah. They were putting, I don't know whether it's going to be a Christmas party or what's going on. JB's Christmas party for the employees. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, kind of a. We were the only two skiffs at the dock. Yeah. yeah. Nobody really out on the water today. We saw one or two boats, but not many. Yeah. Um, Left there, did some uh, Fast and Furious filming. Yes. That was fun. Boat to boat action. First That's time being a, yeah. a chase boat. So trying to learn and not like... A little formation flying. Getting a little bit of the butthole pucker. Like, how close <laughs> to this whip rate can I get? Mm-hmm. But... And it wasn't that you're. I don't know where all the oyster bars are and the sandbars are, and like I, I've got a decent idea. No right. But you're like, okay, this is how close. Right. I Talk to wa- me, goose. Like <laughs> literally trying to get the width of this table away, and you're like, but I gotta account for at some point Larry's gonna have to come in to go around this, and you're like, how do you synchronize to where? You know, well, the when best you're watching part that is, air show, both those wings right. tip and you both glide over without Larry looking at you like, dude, come on, man, move. Right. That's, that's why you get the best part is, is you right. run over. Right. You're, <laughs> that's, both you guys' boats are, uh, I don't say this like as like a nice thing, uh-huh. but they are irreplaceable. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you can't get them anymore. Right. Unavailable. <laughs> Unavailable for sale. Yeah. Right. So, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly, a so lot of fun. Fine. That's Learned easy. a lot. Still right. have a lot to learn. 
Um, but I'm definitely down to do that again. They're both yeah. still here on trailers. So both yeah. still here on yeah, trailers. Yeah, we survived. Like we survived. Yeah. Yeah. I, and no, before anyone asked, I didn't even come remotely close to clipping Larry, but I did come close enough that I was spraying water into his hull. Good. What a dick. So good. Um, one of one of the rites of passage that I got to witness on Ben's skiff while over on the West Coast was uh, oh yeah the removal of some gel coat from the bottom nice. on some oysters. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and and, and and to watch the cringe in the uh, yeah. Well, and he's I was been like, in his dude, it's safety a, zone. It's a cost there. of doing business, yeah. brother. He's like, been in a safety zone down by his way where he knows open. not to go. Well, you know, where he knows. It's worse than me throwing your hatch open. No, it's not. And that. Oh, God. There's no hatch <laughs> spring in there. Nope. I couldn't remember. Ooh. I couldn't get one. Mm-hmm. I had gone in. But how long did, How long have you had one now? I've had one since. The last time Mark was on. How no, long? No, no, no. no, was, no. I mean, I got it last week. So but how was, long? Yeah. How long has one been on the counter? Your kitchen counter? Since the day I got it. So, <laughs> so, so believe so it or not, I, I have a fishing boat. So, like, I, yeah. I have the ability to go fishing. Right. Which people wouldn't guess. No, not at all. It, the trim's out. Oh, right? God. The brand new engine, right? Well. The trim, the, like, power trim until it's. On the motor yeah. itself. Um, the part for it has been sitting on my desk for, like, <laughs> Two months. <laughs> well, my thing was, I was trying to, I was overthinking it, which I'm prone to do. I've got that Yeti loadout box. Oh, yeah. And I was trying to figure out what angle do I have to mount this spring so it holds it open. And it, what I need to do is, before I leave, is open yours to see how far it opens mm-hmm. and where the spring catches. Okay. And then, then I know where I need to screw mine in and mount What it. do you mean? Oh, because you have to jam the box in the I have to be able thing. to take... I want the box to be removable. Like I, it, It's not a permanent yeah. fixture in my locker. So so you don't want it to open too short. Too short. To push the spring open to get the box Right, out. Yeah. and I don't want to drill multiple holes in my boat. I'm trying to avoid that. So As one does. It, right. the, and part of the problem is I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, so I've, like, I've thought about it like 10 times, and I need to just do it because I actually have it now. But I need to look at it one time because I also have to cut that little uh, plate that goes between your gutter. Oh yeah, and yeah. It, to and like nub, so there's nub like it a. Up. It's not as easy as four bolts. Right. I got two screws and two bolts. I called nubbing it up. Nubbing, nubbing it, it up. up. Yeah, and I've got the hardware. I have mm-hmm. that. I just gotta get placement and. I think uh, look into the future. Um, we've got Christmas right around the corner. Yep. Um, I'm thinking, provided uh, Ben and I's work schedule permitting, we may skedaddle mm-hmm. up to uh, South Carolina between Christmas and New Year's to get the old Hobie Power skiff Ooh. and bring it back. So that'll be fun. We're uh, we're already collaborating with. Uh, wilds on uh getting up there rigging the motor you need to collaborate on some jackets yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah snowmobile suits you know what i mean snowmobile suits yeah. i want a custom like rig mechanic. Works hoodie which i don't know that they exist no i but think I, want uh, one. I would bet though that there is 
Drake boat works like onesies. Someone's you know, got like something. The, the coveralls yeah. or oh, coveralls. yeah, coveralls. Oh yeah, I bet. I bet it's cold up there, man. Yeah, I bet they have them. Carhartt Drake branded, like coveralls. That's already yeah. a thing. Yeah, the shirts, anyways. Uh, the, no, the coveralls are uh, Drake Speed Shop. Nice, right? right. Uh, a little bit of grease mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. The uh, Saturday, if everything goes to plan, be fishing with Southern Bass Angler. He's down. So we're gonna go uh, not he, fish for bass. We're gonna try to go get some reds or something. Where's he? Where's he from? He's from Georgia, and don't ask me what part. Mm-hmm. Somewhere coastal, where they have bass. Maybe. Where they have bass in the southern hemisphere, right. yeah, um, southern quadrant of the United States, zone one, if you will, in the Hunger Games. Um, so over the next, speaking of southern bass angler, over the next week or two, if anybody has the time. I would like to do a trip over and either put in at Mullet Lake or put in at 46. Maybe at the Jolly Gators where we'll okay. put Oh, in. I like the Jolly Gator. Yeah. And I want to run from the Jolly Gator across Harney to the river again. And I want to target striped bass. Oh. I'm down. So they have, they have the small stripers. They have... Those wipers too, right? Yeah, they're yeah, the, yeah. well. Those are sunshine bass. Oh, is that what they call them? They're wipers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but here in Florida, is that what the kids are calling it these days? <laughs> FWC calls them sunshine bass. Yeah, because yeah. they're. I think they're like. Are they sterile or something? Is it something to do with cutting the population down? No, no, no. They just it's, it's a hybrid. It's right? a hybrid, yeah. and they just do it for recreational purposes. It's a striper and a white bass hybrid. Yeah. So that weird. Yeah, very. I never got like the whole idea. I've heard, you know, all over the country, like wherever you can get stripers, right? That the wipers are the ones, right? They're, yeah, and they, they get, get the really best big. Of, yeah, yeah, they get the best of both strains. Yeah, and yeah. They, you know, it, but why like would they just do that like for fun? They they must like kill something invasive or something. No, I don't think so. I think really? it's just like somebody, you know, some fucking. Wildlife biologist, you know, was like, "Hey, if we cross these two, want to see how much something? fun we can have?" Right, home of bear. Well, you were Andrew. You were on the um, the peacock bass. Big yeah, the guns Yeah, yeah, that was I heard that was time. fucking. Yeah, that we did. That was that was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty banner. Unreasonably banner. My like, I don't want to sound like a little. Imagine if you're fishing like a thumb burner. Yeah. Like a real man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a real southern yeah. man, you know. Thumb burner with a right. shiner. Doesn't go get called an FF at the store, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I tell you what I don't miss about the old thumb burner and spinning rod days with braid is getting that cut in the crook oh of my your gosh, finger. Mm. Terrible from tying knots, yeah. Uh, I get that all the time from uh, pulling um, clinch knots tight. Really? Yeah. And, and with, like, fluoro or mono? I was going to say fluoro does mono. it more than mono. You think I so? I with mono. Yeah. Oh, I, it doesn't get me. right through you. Y'all just yeah. carry some freaking pliers and grab it and just... Yeah. I'm always scared to break through it. But well, just kind of forgot about pliers, that. your hand, yeah. man. Yeah. I don't want to sound like a total wimp, but I got a kind of early day tomorrow. Uh, oh, an early day tomorrow. Yes, you do. <laughs> Don't be an FF. I'm right. an FF. What are you, some kind of FF? A freaking flyer back south. Right. 
Well, gentlemen, freaking fantastic. I have to friend. tell you, <laughs> fantastic friend. I'm an FF. <laughs> it's been great having Andrew at the old oak table. It's been great being here, man. And Just doing a nice Wednesday night. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of an odd night to do a podcast, mm-hmm. but you know, it's our Christmas gift to you, the listeners, mm-hmm. because I can guarantee we won't be doing a podcast Christmas uh, weekend. Yeah. Is that next? That's next weekend. Yeah. Holy moly. So, yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening to our nonsense. Um, This is the final one for 2020, uh, episode 58 of Taylor Trash Fly Fishing. See ya. Dogs were all barking and a wagging around And I just laughed and said, you all get in She had on a new dress and she curled her hair She was looking too good not to go somewhere Said, what you want to do, baby, I don't care We can go to the show, we can stay right here And I can take you for a ride on my big green tractor We can go slow, or make it go faster the sun go down when the fireflies are dancing and the moon comes out we can turn on the lights and head back to the house we can take another ride on my big green tractor we can go slow or make it go faster down through the woods and out to the pasture long as i'm with you it really don't matter climb up in my lap and drive if you want to girl you know you got me to hold on Put your pretty